What's up, bigots? What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? All right. We got like 150 bigots hanging out in the chat. You guys, make sure to hit the thumbs up. Man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I hope you guys asked your wife's boyfriend's permission to watch the, uh, the stream today. I got my mask on. Got my mask on, staying safe, keeping the family safe. Um, following the recommendations and, oh, excuse me, the guidelines. Following, because we all got to follow the guidelines. We got to follow the guidelines, everybody. What's happening, guys? The Art of Truth and Love, what's up? Carnivore Alliance, what's happening? Alaric, Visigoth. So we got a bunch of new names in here. Wolves and Sheep. We got some old names, some new names. Weird Cider. What's happening, guys? Saturday. We're basking in the uh, basking in the glow of my skylight right now. I'm at, I'm at the cover of that skylight. So if I do streams in the middle of the day, the sun comes through and it blasts right on the screen. So I can barely see it. But that's okay. That's okay. What's up, everybody? Let me see here. I got, got a super chat here. Come over here. I got a super chat. Come over here to my little Streamlabs interface. The Art of Truth and Love sent a nice, generous $25 donation. Um, let's see. And The Art of Truth and Love sent, there we go, sent a link to the fact, the fact. Oh, this is one of my favorites. This always cheers me up. We're going to check this one out later. We're, we'll, we'll be sure to, uh, to check out the link you sent, The Art of Truth and Love. Got a little surprise for the audience. It's a fan favorite. It's a fan favorite. Joel says, uh, upload these intros separately. That intro, dude, that's a video that came out in 2019. I edited that video. As you can see, it was October 2019. That's when Ecuador had this massive civil unrest in response to the IMF-dictated austerity measures, which have now been extended to the whole freaking planet thanks to the... Uh, to the most recent crisis, the re most recent totally, totally legitimate, terrible crisis that we must all come together and give up all our freaking rights in order to stop. Um, 2019, October, that video came out. Thing is, YouTube, YouTube, doesn't, YouTube doesn't oil up the algorithm for us. But yeah, all, all these videos that you see in the intros, all these videos from the intros, have been uploaded already. That one is from 2019. And isn't it, isn't it a little bit, isn't it a little bit uh, foreshadowing, quite foreshadowing the other footage of what happened in Ecuador when it was announced that we would have the IMF dictated austerity measures. Now the whole world is living under the same, the same austerity measures, except under a different name. It's been rebranded in this revolution. The revolution. Today we're talking about the revolution. Extinction Rebellion here. I'm going to... Uh, temporarily, I'll, I'll put it back on later. It just, it helps me to hear. It helps me to hear. I know you guys, you probably feel safe. The algorithm knows that I'm being a good global citizen. It saw that I was wearing my mask in the beginning. So we'll see. Maybe, maybe I can... Uh, maybe I can... Just not wear the mask for the rest of it. <laughs> I can't wear that the whole screen. All right. <clears throat> well, here we go. We got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot to talk about today. Here we go. We've got... 
We got all sorts of news. We got California's on fire. The whole the West Coast, the whole Pacific Northwest on freaking fire right now. Um, California. Going down. Shout out to everybody over there in CA in California. Shoot, Oregon and Washington as well. Um, hope you guys are doing all right. Hope everybody's families are staying safe up there. Same thing. Same thing we saw in Australia, right? Mismanaged, mismanaged land, mismanaged forests getting ignited. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But first, we've got, we've got some breaking news from two days ago. Breaking news, 48 hours old. Oh, that's old news. That's old news. I'm sure, I'm sure some vegan activists have smashed up plenty of stores since then. But here's the old news from two days ago. Militant vegan activist 28 is charged after allegedly vandalizing 10 Melbourne restaurants that have already been crippled by Victoria's draconian lockdown. This is from the dailymail.com.uk. Greta Isurit. What a great name. One of our favorite names. Greta. Greta. Isurit, 28, allegedly vandalized 10 Melbourne restaurants on the weekend. The activist is accused of using a street sign to smash windows in Clayton South. Isurit was charged with 10 counts of criminal damage to face court next month. So all these restaurants have been shut down. All these small businesses shut down. You're told you're non-essentials. If you're an essential, you work for the government. We're back. A little buffering there. Sorry about that. You're told you're not essential. Your businesses aren't essential. All right, if you've got a restaurant, you've got to close it. Hey, unless that restaurant's KFC or McDonald's. Unless, that, unless you're, a, you're a Walmart owner, your business is not essential. You got shut down. You locked a bunch of people in their homes. Built up tons of tension, right? All sorts of conflicting messages through media. Basically breaking people's psychic down, uh, psyche down. Breaking people's psyche, shattering their psyche. Constant fear, agitation, being stoked in the populace. What do you know? People are acting out. And these vegans who've been emboldened, who've been emboldened, and who are already uh, vulnerable and prone to uh, this aberrant behavior, violent outbursts and whatnot, as we've seen over the years here. Uh, these, ve- these vegans are out there acting fools. So, of course, it's always Australia. Australia is always getting slammed with this. I was sending some pictures of... Check this out. Stop pandemics. Ban meat. Ban meat. You can see the, the characteristic vegans with hoodies. 18 to 22 year old children with zero experience. Zero life experience. Have no idea how to nourish themselves. No idea how to keep themselves healthy. Over here. Saying ban meat to stop pandemics. We got smash speciesism. This is a, uh, these are popping up all over. This looks like it's somewhere in Europe or Canada. This might be in the UK or Canada. Smash speciesism. Call in sick and block a slaughterhouse. And that's like a billboard. I don't know what you call that, a billboard or an advertisement at the bus stop. Got another bus stop advertisement or train station advertisement. Wear Wear a face covering and smash a butcher shop. So you get the, this well-funded movement, right? This fake grassroots, very well-funded movement. These people have money to put up their advertisements all over the place. 
Right? You've got the World Business Council for Sustainable Development pushing their agenda. You've got big tech, big pharma, big finance all pushing this agenda of the consolidation of the food supply, getting everybody eating that kibble, getting everybody on that kibble. And uh, so here's the result. We've got these militant vegans are smashing windows and shit. I don't know, just typical, typical pent-up kind of controlled relief valve behavior. And you're going to see a lot more of this. Unfortunately, I think in Australia especially, we're going to see a lot more of this, uh, this vegan so-called activism, which basically entails terrorizing small family farms, smashing store windows, and violence, right? Violence against farmers, against butcher shops, and just normal people trying to eat at restaurants. Unfortunately, these people have been emboldened this smashed up window at this restaurant, right? Small family businesses, meat selling businesses targeted in a late night attack. All right, so we're going to see a lot more of this, unfortunately. I don't want it to be that way. I don't want it to work that way. But it is what it is. It is what it is. We got a super chat over here. We got a uh, Streamlabs donation from Ro Jogan. Thank you, Ro Jogan. Since 15 says, Good evening, sir. Good evening, Ro Jogan. How you doing, dude? Thanks for joining the stream. The Art of Truth and Love. Here, we'll watch. We'll, we'll check out The Art of Truth and Love since I've got, got that pulled up. The Art of Truth and Love sent a super chat. Didn't even say anything. Sent one of my favorite videos. It always, it always cheers me up. After, after reading about degenerate vegans smashing up small family uh, businesses with seemingly no repercussions, like why, is, why are there not more repercussions for these insane vegans in Australia? They get away with stealing animals. They get away with terrorizing small family farms. I'm going to have to look a little deeper into what's going on in Australia, but it's, it's not looking good out there for the, uh, for the farmers, for the ranchers, and for people who just want to be healthy, people who just want to live their lives and be able to eat a steak. All right. Sorry, I'm so triggered. I'm so triggered. Let's, let's listen to the smooth musical stylings of Young Virus. <laughs> we use we use the word should, right? We use the word should regularly in common parlance. Oh, the now it's not an ethical question. I spent two hours getting you to say should. Wait, the, the, you the fact, up and said the it. fact, okay, the right. fact, the fact you that I can say should. The fact that I say should. The fact, wait, the fact, wait, the fact, wait, the fact, wait, the fact, 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 Alright, shout out to Young Virus. Young Virus putting in work. Let's see. Did Young Virus have anything new? Nope. <laughs> Alright, thanks to the Art of Truth and Love. I appreciate the support. Remember, these streams are user supported. Viewer supported. Not even what a user. Y'all a bunch of users. Viewer supported. 
get no support from YouTube. These are all demonetized. So if you guys like these streams, if you guys like these streams on these days at these times, support via Super Labs, uh, sorry, the Super Chat or Stream Labs, uh, or both. Stream Labs is best because they don't take a big fat cut like YouTube does. But I appreciate all the support we get from the audience. Much obliged. Thanks you guys for all the for all the support. So, in case you were wondering. I mean, this, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. We've got draconian lockdowns, total technocracy getting rolled out. Um, you know, we're being told that most of us are not essential. We're being told that we need to give up all of our rights in order to keep the world safe from ourselves and our exhalations. And we're basically just little uh, two-legged, we're bipedal bioweapons. Just contaminating the planet with all our nasty CO2 and the viruses. And, and we're just so bad. We're a virus on the planet, we're told. We're told by the uh, World Economic Forum that there are too many of us. We need to decrease the population. And we need to go to a circular economy, a sharing economy, which essentially means a global technocracy where everything is rationed to you, where we own nothing and where all resources are given to us, are rationed. To us, and where everything is tracked, traced, and monitored using artificial intelligence, which is basically just a bunch of man-made algorithms that get rid of human jobs. And we're told that we need this fourth industrial revolution to completely change the way we are living. But that's not important, guys. We've got CivilEats.com. Is the vegan movement ready to reckon with racism? Black vegans and animal rights activists are calling on their white counterparts to embrace intersectionality and create long-term structural change. So, you know, it's, it's not important that we've gotten the most massive overreach of government power that we've ever seen. A complete coup d'etat globally happening. Even at the municipal level where you've got these health ministers doling out illegal policy telling people that they need to be locked in their homes. Telling people that they need to be locked away. Kept in their little coffin apartments. We're being told that we're going to have to wear masks the rest of our lives. There's no end point. We're just going to have to deal with these guidelines for as long as the government tells us to. We're told that we're going to have to take mandatory medical treatments, happy, healthy, injectable, safe Medicines injected. We're told that most of us are not even essential. But that's not important. That's not important. The real, the real fight is against the patriarchy, right? Is against speciesism and racism, in, and especially racism within the anti-speciesist movement, right? We don't have enough intersectionality between social justice movements. This is the problem. Uh, this is the problem. That, and uh, you know, not, not enough people were, are listening to the government. Not enough people listen to the government and wear their, wear their masks. And so is the vegan movement ready to reckon with racism? CivilEats.com Earlier this year, PETA posted a Super Bowl advertisement that said it had been rejected by Fox. The one-minute clip featured cartoon animals from bees to bald eagles taking a knee while the national anthem hummed in the background. It closed on the hashtag, 
Hashtag and speciesism. The media spot was an attempt, in PETA's own words, to pay homage to Colin Kaepernick and movements rejecting injustice. But for many viewers, including those of color, the comparison struck an insulting chord. Michael Harriet, the columnist for The Root, called the ad a despicable but expected example of mockery of 400 years of systemic oppression by comparing black lives to grizzly bears and bald eagles. So they... He he was a little offended at being compared to animals, but this is what the animal rights activists do all the time. The only difference between us and these other animals is that they're non-human animals. We're human animals and they're non-human animals, the animal rights activists say. So we are human animals and they're non-human animals. Remember, PETA is consistently putting out dehumanization propaganda PETA's always got these images of young celebrities mutilated and cut up, right? women in cages, these celebs and models in cages being whipped, wearing all sorts of bondage gear. Right? Dehumanization rituals in their photo shoots, that's, that's their MO. That's their MO. So PETA, we're used to them dehumanizing people. We're used to them putting out these weird, hypersexualized, bestial images of humans. And... Um, yeah, so no surprise there. No surprise there. But we've, you know, there, there are, there's just so many big issues. And these guys like Plant-Based News are really helping. Plant-Based News, remember, Plant-Based News, they're so concerned with uh, dietary racism in the United States. They're so concerned with that, that their owner, who is a Saudi royal, royal, his, they call him his royal highness, right? They call him His Royal Highness. He's, he's super concerned, obviously, with human rights and doesn't want there to be dietary racism, right? Prince Khalid, the son of Bin Al-Walid bin Talal, who owns the Four Seasons with Bill Gates, who owns, I think it's like 4% of Twitter, right? This untouchable Saudi royal owns massive palatial estates, with hunted animals from Africa, exotic hunted animals all over it. But no, his, his son who runs KBW Ventures and invests heavily in big tech stuff in Silicon Valley, invests heavily, very, very heavily in all, the, uh, all this uh, fourth industrial revolution tech, in the Internet of Things, tracking and tracing. Right, this tech that's being rebranded to you as contact tracing and stuff like that. Him, uh, Prince Khalid... Saudi royal who owns uh, plant-based news here. They just, he just cares about racisms. That's racism, bro. I love the racism. <laughs> you remember, was that like the second season, right, of, uh, of Eastbound and Down? <laughs> that was one of the best shows. All right, so these... Uh, this is not satire, by the way. This dietary racism exists in the United States. This isn't satire. This is plant-based news is news. This is this is how you astroturf a fake revolution. You get a bunch of NGOs to sprinkle some money and breadcrumbs for these losers who want to make their whole life into a giant LARP, pretending that they're saving the planet. This is how you um, this is how you do it. You just sprinkle them a little money here and there. You don't even have to pay plant based news that well. Right, this this dude's investing in uh, the KBW Ventures. He's invested in Memphis Meats. He's invested in he was invested in um, I think it was Impossible or Beyond, one of those, or maybe even both. Right, KBW Ventures and uh, Prince Khalid. They 
just want to stop racism. U.S. guidelines encouraging Americans to consume dairy are racist. According to a leading physician. Ooh. A leading physician. Who wrote this doozy? Not even, they don't even give it an author. They don't even give it an author. Dr. Milton Mills, who is best known for his appearance in documentary. Great, great job, guys. Second paragraph, and your proofreader didn't read this. Where's your proof? You don't even have a proofreader. You guys should get Prince Khalid, your Saudi royal Prince Khalid, son of a man who actually tosses midgets for fun. This is not a joke. Tosses midgets for fun. Here. Just so you know, I'm not full of shit. We got Business Insider 2012 Tales of the Mysterious <laughs> Saudi Prince Al-Walid, the dwarf-throwing billionaire who's buying up America. Tales of the Mysterious Saudi Prince Al-Walid. So it's his son who owns plant-based news. This dude tosses midgets for fun. <laughs> but they can't afford a proofreader. Dr. Milton Mills, who is best known for his appearance in documentary What the Health, stars in this video by health advocacy organization Switch for Good. Oh, man, it's just like a total grassroots organization that has money to make ads for television has this guy, Dr. Mills. Let's listen to this great orator of social the justice. The USDA, uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture, uh, reviews dietary guidelines for Americans every five years. So this, in 2019, is their review period where they will then listen and assess and create new dietary guidelines for Americans and release them in 2020. So we were there to speak to the committee and I just felt really compelled and that it was a duty that I go there and speak on behalf of uh, food injustice. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is a little blonde white chick from California. A little trust fund blonde baby from California. She just wants to get rid of all the injustice. Oh. The USDA to continue to put its stamp of approval on a product oh. that is unnecessary and unhealthy and rooted oh. in a highly oppressive system Oppress- is unconscionable. Unconscionable. It is unconscionable. That is unconscionable. Oh, listen to me. Feigning emotion. Well, I give this speech. I thought it was a black dude talking about racism. <laughs> What's up with this? Animal products like dairy, uh, they're wrought, completely wrought with grave injustices. African-American people are eating foods that are going to make them sick because they think they have to do it. So in white people or the people who have been milking cows, which are inherently mostly northern uh, European uh, white people, um, we actually have a genetic mutation that keeps that lactase enzyme turned on through adulthood. So we are the abnormal ones. And a lot of... We, we are white. We are an abomination. We are abnormal. We should ban dairy <laughs> because, because some black people can't digest lactose. We must ban dairy. <laughs> all right, well, all right, first of all, the whole thing with lactose intolerance, I mean, there are tribes in Africa that live exclusively off of milk. Milk-fed <laughs> tribes in Africa that dominated for generations, all the people around them. Right, the Maasai, living off of essentially milk, the blood from their animals. And they do actually, they do eat some tubers, but they're primarily living off of animal foods. And milk is their primary source of nutrition. And that's raw milk. And when you pasteurize milk, you remove 
the enzyme lactase that helps you to break down lactose. When you process that milk and when you pasteurize it, you bastardize it. So when you pasteurize it, you're making it much more likely that these people are not going to be able to digest and assimilate it. And apparently, the big portion of the black population that can't digest that lactose without that enzyme lactase that the body is not producing. So guess what? So guess what? If you give raw milk in schools, you're going to probably see a lot less issues. You're going to probably see a lot less issues. Raw milk doesn't give people these same issues. Now, pasteurization, commercial dairy, most of this dairy, the dairy products that you're going to find in a store, I wouldn't eat that. I wouldn't drink that. Right? But, but, I will drink raw milk from my cows all day. I'll eat cheese from my cows all day long. A big difference between raw dairy and so-called conventional dairy, which is not really conventional. Pasteurized dairy, pasteurization is the issue. The pasteurization, the homogenization really destroys the quality of that food. So you want to avoid the pasteurized dairy at all costs. But is it racist? Is it racist? Let's see what this guy's got to say. Hello, my name is Dr. Milton Mills. I'm here on behalf of Gilead Medical Group. I have no relationship whatsoever to the pharmaceutical company. I work as an internal medicine and critical care physician in the D.C. metro area, and so I practice both outpatient and hospital-based medicine. I actually came here this morning to call out the racism that is inherent in the U.S. dietary guidelines, but then as I got to look at this committee, I suddenly understood why it's such an intractable problem. Uh, what was with the ve- When you go vegan for long enough, your voice comes way up in the back of your head. It's like it changes the, the shape of your throat to create the most obnoxious and nasally voice. You sound asleep, dude. What's this guy's name again? Milton Mills? Dr. Milton Mills? That sounds like a pseudonym. Milton Mills? That sounds like a name for a fake email someone would make. Milton Mills. I'm John Johnson. All right, so Dr. Milton Mills says the dairy is racist. The dairy's racist. This is from Red Pill Vegan. <laughs> Red Pill Vegan is our favorite. This is um, our new, one of our new favorite vegan YouTuber channels. Red Pill Vegan. This dude's, this dude's been commenting on my channel for like five years. I remember this dude commenting on my channel. I've banned and unbanned him several times because he's like obsessive. It's very strange. Red Pill Vegan. Big shout out. Red Pill Vegan. Fighting systemic oppression. Dietary racism. Big salute to you. This committee bears no relationship to the uh, general makeup of the American populace and whoever put it together is clearly still practicing the uh, optics of tokenism. Now that is not a uh, attack on any of you as individuals because I'm sure you're all very accomplished and very sincere, but it is outrageous to have a committee that does not reflect the American population and as non Does it? Do you think Vegan Gaines will sound like him when he's like 50 or 60? Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Um, so, I recently discovered that dairy is actually racist, everyone. But as you age and goes higher up in there and you get a little bit more slow, and Vegan Gaines' voice will start to sound a little bit more like Dr. Milton Mills because he slows down with age. Minority members of this committee, I should think you would be embarrassed looking around this table. But uh, anyway, 
Uh, I want to talk about the health profiles of communities of color, which, as we know, are generally much worse than the general population. And why is that? It has to do with the guidelines coming out of this committee. So it's the, the guidelines that the diets that the U.S. government sets, those are racist. They're racist guidelines because, because they include dairy. They say that dairy is acceptable. So these are the biggest, these are terrible issues and terrible problems. So these are the essential twerkers, the essential, look at this essential doctor, Dr. Milton Mills. We salute you. Essential twerker of the revolution. Got another essential twerker. Working hard. Here is, uh, we, we met Hudson the other day. Hudson Tarlow, thought we'd, we'd revisit Hudson. Let's see what Hudson Tarlow's got. He's, he's over here. He's helping to smash the racism, too. We've got young, young white savior, Hudson Tarlow, coming to talk some, to some, uh, some, some urban youths. Talk to some of these urban youths and tell them how to stop systemic racism and oppression and speciesism by starving themselves. How does animal abuse make you guys feel? It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. They're talking about, they're talking about like, abuse. Like, uh, yeah, so what do you feel like a vegan? <laughs> what a great way to start a vegan conversation. Hey, hey, bros. What's up, dudes? You guys just like kicking it old school or whatever. Hey, how does animal abuse make you feel, bruh? Yo, what up? <laughs> Yo, what up? Yo, what up, N-word? How does animal abuse make you feel, dog? <laughs> this is an awkward freaking white kid. Where is he? Why these? Why these kids have masks? Take your freaking masks off! There's one guy. He's behind the tree. He's not wearing a mask. Props to him. And the black, the black dude. He's not wearing a mask. He's got it half masked. <laughs> Yo, what up, dudes? Hey, hey, guys. You want to like be vegan? You know, if you're not vegan, you're a hypocrite and a murderer. Yeah. Hey, like your parents just got laid off uh, from work or whatever. Uh, like, your parents don't have jobs, and they can't pay for food for you, and you're being told that you're a non-essential, and you're being forced to be locked in your home, and all your businesses are being closed while the government's giving bailouts to these massive corporations so that they can buy up all the land for dirt cheap or whatever. Like, what up, dudes? Uh, how does animal abuse make you feel, bros? Y'all want to be vegan and starve like me? <laughs> all of us are vegan, yeah. Would you guys say that you're against animal abuse? Yeah, of course you are. Buddy. Wait, wait. So right now you guys are hypocrites. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right away. Oh, so you're hypocrites? Okay. You're a hypocrite. Huh. I grew up though. That's the thing. And do, he's eating fried chicken. Because well, do, do you think it's possible to be against animal abuse while you're actively paying for it? What are you actively paying for? You're paying for animals to be tortured. If you're not vegan, not torture. Not, oh, not it depends. Slaughter depends where you go. If if you were to put yourself in the victim's position. Would you no, view no, it as torture? Muslim, Vic, we have our meat slaughtered in certain ways. No, no, victim. We make sure the meat is slaughtered. In that I don't sort. think they're victims. So, like, so if you put yourself in their position, but they're not. They're not humans. They're, they're animals. Yeah. Yeah. People said the same thing about every injustice, right? We're men. They're women. No, no, that's different. We're talking about a whole different species. And what else matters other than the fact that we all suffer? They may not be suffering. You don't know their pain. You don't know our pain. Like our human pain is different than animal pain. If there was a pig right here, and I were... You're just going to argue against that. Human, human pain is not different from animal pain. You're all just animals, dudes. We're all just animals, he's going to say. So it's this <clears throat> more of this dehumanizing, bestial philosophy 
telling people that they're only, you're just an animal. You're just all animals. We're all just animals. Well, if we're all just animals, then dominance hierarchies are fine, right? Like why not just dominate and control everything around you? If we're all just animals, if we're all just animals, why is it not okay for human beings to eat other animals? Now, I'm not saying that's a valid argument. This is, oh, we're just animals. We're just animals. We're the same as an animal. What's the difference? What's the difference between you or ache? You're just the same as a cricket. Your great 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 grandmother was a monkey. Stab a knife in their throat. They wouldn't. That doesn't. They don't care. Then that's easy cows. A cow. A cow. I mean, like you got to do it. You got to do it in a way. Animals with We don't know because that involves animal abuse. You don't drink milk. It involves animal abuse, so no, we don't. Right, so what do you right. eat? There's plant-based versions of everything. There's plant-based burgers, pizzas, pastas. Sure, we got plant-based kibble. There's, you can just turn soy in anything, man. We got soy pasta, soy pizza, soy uh, pasta, soy pizza, soy burgers, uh, frozen soy burgers, frozen soy burritos, uh, soy eggs, uh, 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 soy uh, uh, beef jerky, just soy everything, dude. It's awesome. We got it all. It's all plant-based. Just from plants. Just from like plants that are grown by debt slaves in third worlds. Debt slaves in third world countries where the people are forced through IMF dictated loans, through the measures dictated to receive these IMF loans rather, where they're forced to sell out their resources for dirt cheap, sell their labor for dirt cheap so that us decadent Westerners can then go and convince these other decadent Westerners that they're somehow activists for consuming this shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dead animals. Dairy and eggs are even worse than meat because uh, all of the males born, they're never going to produce milk. Never- <laughs> Dairy is so mean. The males born will never produce milk and they'll never lay eggs, those poor males. They'll never know what it feels like to lay an egg or produce milk. Yeah, let's see what else he's got. Protein, I don't know where that's going to come from. Cows, pigs, chickens, where do they get their protein from? From plants. From plants. Yeah, the cows. Yep, where do you think we can get our protein from? The plants. The plants. Yeah, I, I'm going to do it, man. You're going to do it? You're going to stop? You're going to go vegan? Yeah, I'm going to go vegan. Protein, I don't know. <laughs> here's here's uh, the vegan activism embodied right here, right? This is peak vegan activism. <laughs> some, some like half drunk, twacked out, destitute dude on the street getting convinced <laughs> by some like 16 year old high school kid a 5-4 16 year old high school kid <laughs> to, to further starve himself so alright this thanks Hudson we appreciate that we appreciate that we got we got one more funny uh, vegan clip to check out first I'm gonna come over here and see if we got read any super chats we got over here Remember, you guys like these streams. Support the dang streams. Support the dang streams. Super chat. And uh, the best way to support is via the stream labs. That's always the best. Uh, Eric Partello donated five bucks through Super Chat. Says, I'm giving you this money because it is oppressive. It's true. It is a symbol of the patriarchy. I will, uh, I'll gladly dispose of that for you. Thank you, Eric Partello. You're helping to support our, uh, our animal sanctuary over here. So I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's viewers like you, viewers like you who keep these streams going, viewers like you 
The Art of Truth and Love donates 25 bucks. Says, world upside down now. It's all fake and gay. <laughs> the Art of Truth and Love. Thank you so much. That's the, you think you got the, you got the best super chats of the night so far. The Art of Truth and Love donates again. Sends 25 bucks. Says, I have a question. I'm Korean. Dr. Berg says, carbs and meat at the same time is bad. Basically, sugar and fats. How do I eat Korean barbecue then? <laughs> all right, look. Um, I, there's nothing inherently wrong about combining carbohydrates with fat and protein. When you are a baby and you're drinking mama's milk or when you're an adult and you're drinking this tool of dietary oppression, when you're drinking this, uh, this tool of patriarchal oppression. Oops, you guys can't, let's see. The sun, the sun is going to go away soon, guys, don't worry. I know you can't, I can put a hood over this maybe. Got a little hood over this so you can actually see. There we go. There we go. We'll just make a little hat for the camera. Does that work? That works. Anyways, uh, that's protein, fat, carbohydrate right there. You know, that's the, that's the first food you have is protein, fat, carbohydrate combined. Now, like, should you, I mean, you should crush some, like, shitty pulled pork and, uh, or some fried pork while uh, pounding a, a Coke, pounding a Coca-Cola. No, no, but there's nothing wrong with combining real quality foods that have fat, protein, carbohydrates all in a single meal. There, this whole this crap about oh your food combinations, you either got to be super high fat and zero low carb, or you got to be super high carb and zero low fat. That's all nonsense. That's all nonsense. So your health is essential. If you if you're trying to gain weight using carbohydrates, you're probably going to be pretty important. If your goal is weight gain. If your goal is fat loss, you don't need as many carbs. Are you trying to maintain your weight? No reason not to consume both fat and carbohydrates. You don't have to exclude either one of them. You don't have to drive yourselves nuts thinking about perfect food combinations and whatnot. If you want to have a steak and have some fruit on the side of it, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. I mean, as long as you're not having any of any uh, white supremacy juice, <laughs> white, white supremacy uh, evil milk, that uh oh there we go the notifications are working there should be there we go keto fast prime what's up man fast keto prime rather fast keto prime fast keto prime does have a youtube channel as well check out fast keto prime's channel over there canadian five bucks through super chat says this essential twerk this essential tweaker is giving your non-essential toxically masculine channel some support you meant twerker, didn't you? You meant twerker, but you typed tweaker. You know what? Tweakers are essential too. Tweakers are essential as well. I appreciate that typo. That's what I thought. I hope you're not an essential tweaker, but you're probably an essential twerker. So I appreciate that. All right, let's 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 see what's going on here. We've got uh, vegan gets ridiculed in HJs and KFC. You've got vegan booty. We, we, we met Vegan Booty a few weeks back. Remember this lovely young lady, this wife material, just preparing herself for a, a beautiful future as an empowered woman, right? I mean, she, here, here she is. You can see her with her shirt that says, eat pussy, eat pussy, not animals. Her and her uh, sexual object partner here, they can be seen from their TikTok, um... Uh, this TikTok clip, 
animal abuse, but eat meat, dairy, and eggs. You're a hypocrite. And of course, is that Australian? Is that an Australian accent I'm hearing? If you don't want to be a hypocrite or an animal abuser, stop eating their flesh and paying for their slaughter. And go vegan, bitch. <laughs> you guys are so... Look at that. Look, this is empowering. This is beautiful. This is, this is a young couple with... The, the, the world is just open before them, right? The world is their oyster. The world is their plant-based, lab-grown, vegan oyster opening up and blossoming before them. Eat pussy, not animals, they say. So empowered. Wife material, husband material standing next to her. Right, they've got a bright future. If you're against animal abuse, but eat meat, dairy, and eggs, you're a hypocrite. If you don't want to be a hypocrite or an animal abuser, stop eating their flesh and paying for their slaughter. And go vegan, bitch. <laughs> so this is, this is vegan activism now, right? You just call people hypocrites, right? You're a hypocrite. If you're eating mite and dairy, you're a hypocrite, mite. You're a hypocrite. It's, it's, like, it's always the same thing. It's like you're looking at the – it's like the same person talking to you over and over again. It's like you're listening to the same freaking recording over and over again with these people. Vegan booty. All right, here. Let's hear what happened. This is just a 25-second video. Vegan gets ridiculed in HJs and KFC. Here's this young, young future – young uh, wife material – Future, uh, I don't know. Future. Alright, she got a. For those of you who are listening later on, this young wife material woman uh, has. <laughs> she's wearing a. She's wearing like a furry. She dressed up in a furry outfit, like a cow furry. Wearing a cow mascot outfit. She's got a sign that says, They raped me and stole my babies, so you can have my milk. Watch Dominion.com. So remember, Dominion. Dominion, that's the the Australian animal rights documentary. Um, it's basically just like slaughterhouse porn, isn't it? Here she is. She's so empowered. She's so empowered. You are not vegan, which means you live a life of hypocrisy. Same line. You're a hypocrite. Same as the other guy said, right? You're a hypocrite. <laughs> All right. So, em empowered young woman screaming at the top of her lungs in a KFC, while people are filming her, laughing at her, and the police are cringing. So there you go. Powerful activism. Powerful, powerful activism. Vegan booty. Vegan booty, I'm sure. Let's see that vegan teacher song. Hi everyone, I'm Vegan Booty. I'm that vegan teacher's daughter. Why the fuck aren't you vegan yet? Eating animals is fucking wrong, McDonald's. Hurting animals is fucking wrong, McDonald's. Eating animals is fucking wrong. Change your fucking menu to be vegan from now fucking on. Wow. All right, so that, I don't know if you guys are impressed. I don't know if you guys are impressed with that, that powerful activism there. But vegan booty. Vegan booty. She's so talented. She's got a really bright future ahead of her as a 33-year-old um, pharmaceutical pill, addicted, depressed, had five abortions, unemployed, future 
<laughs> OnlyFans star. Um, I, I just, wow. Powerful, powerful stuff. Anyways, so we didn't even talk about that. Oh, I guess we should talk about this. Right, so I mean, it's it's not just it's not just like your performance is going to suffer, and you're going to see a lot of people that are acting hangry and irrational in the streets if more people go vegan, like these folks want. It's not just that veganism. It's not just that veganism creates obnoxious wannabe wannabe activists. Um, veganism actually harms people, unfortunately. Unfortunately, people are having to deal with the negative repercussions of their diet, the negative repercussions of starving themselves. And we've got another family here. And of course, Australia, right? Strict vegan parents starved their baby of nutrients so badly that the one-year-old developed cerebral palsy and was in intensive care for a month with rashes and internal bleeding. A vegan couple's, couple's decision to ignore doctors left their baby malnourished. The one-year-old girl spent a month in Melbourne ICU when she was sick. Well, she was so sick. Sorry, I can't even read. I got that vegan brain fog. Doctors say their decision resulted in the child developing cerebral palsy. The pair pleaded guilty to negligence, causing serious injury in court on Friday. So this is uh, from Daily Mail UK. This most recent vegan couple... To malnourish their child, the chuffer, the 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 child suffered widespread bruising, discolored skin, rashes covering her body, and had multiple open wounds as a result of the parents' vegan diet. But these people, they're going to tell you, oh, veganism is safe for all people at all stages of life. It is an effective diet for all people at all stages of life, and it's great and it's healthy. These people say this over and over again like a mantra. With their appeals to authority, oh look, the American Dietetics Association, whose curriculum is bankrolled by Coca-Cola, by Big Agriculture, by Nestle. They say that this is safe for all babies, at all walk, uh, at all, for all people at all stages of development. And yet another poor child, disabled probably for life. The child has cerebral palsy as a result of brain injury, secondary to malnutrition. So this is what happens when you're malnourished. Now, when you're an adult, when you're an adult, it might not be this rapid deterioration like you see in these vegan babies. But nonetheless, you will experience deterioration if you are malnourished. And if you don't get enough cholesterol, if you are chronically depleted of cholesterol, guess what? Your central nervous system does not function correctly. Your body starts consuming itself. Super sad. I mean, this is happening all the time. So these, these activists are out there in the streets. They're telling you, oh, this is for the animals. But they don't give a shit about these babies, do they? And a lot of these vegans, they'll even say, no, veganism is not about health. It's not about health at all. This is about ethics. You're just a plant-based poser if you're trying to eat for health. We're all about the ethics here. The ethics. Well... How ethical is it to be starving, starving little babies? I don't know about that. I don't know about that. So, um, let's see. One more, one more piece of news out of Australia. We've got skynews.com. Coronavirus, speaking quietly, can reduce COVID spread. Study finds. So stay home, shut up, 
Speak quietly. Don't talk. Wear your muzzle, they're telling you. Eat your vegan kibble. That's going to leave your babies maimed, disfigured, with rickets, or even possibly brain damage, central nervous system damage from malnutrition that could result in cerebral palsy, which is freaking terrible. Like, all right, so I've, I, have a, I had an uncle that had cerebral palsy. I don't have an uncle anymore that has cerebral palsy. He passed away two years ago. He had cerebral palsy since he was a baby. And it got much worse after some experimental surgeries that were done to supposedly try and help ended up leaving him nearly paralyzed. His health deteriorated rapidly after that. But it is, it is not an easy situation. Like intense cerebral palsy is very painful. I will never forget my uncle's hands. The knotted, gnarled, looking like tree roots, fingers that he had. And his hands were always, they were always like this. They were always, they were always like his tendons and his ligaments didn't work properly and they were always being pulled inward. So he kind of had this like, he, he could hardly move his hands and he could move his head and his hands were like this. It, it, I mean, my uncle David, he lived far longer than he should have lived, far longer than the doctors told him he would live. But it is, cerebral palsy is no joke. And these people are dependent their entire life. My grandmother spent every day of her life, she was a nurse, she used to work night shifts to take care of nine children. She took care of David until the day she died. And he ended up passing away less than a year after she died. So cerebral palsy is no freaking joke. These people are telling you that this is great for the planet, you gotta eat this diet. Oh, just stay locked in your home forever. Just let the government force you to wear a muzzle wherever you go anywhere, whenever you go anywhere. And you'll save the planet. And you just pay more carbon taxes, you'll save the planet. Bunch of bullshit. All right, speaking quietly, you can reduce COVID spread. So they stay home, shut up. Basically what you're being told. Forbes. Forbes asking, are we ready to embrace a new world order? With automated ex automation accelerated. Flexitarian diet accelerated. This is the new word. Flexitarian. What's that mean? It means whatever the whatever you're told the diet of a good global citizen is, that's the flexitarian diet. So you gotta have your low carbon diet. E-commerce accelerated. So everything done via e-commerce, which there's no like there yes, there's very convenient things about e-commerce, but forcing all these businesses, all these physical businesses to close, forcing more automation. And more tech dominance. This is where these people wanted to go. So Forbes saying we need social distance accelerated as well. With their little photo, cute little picture here. Alright, so all the social engineering trying to train us to love being dehumanized. Train us to love being called non-essentials. Obviously, we, we reject this. We reject this. We reject this. Telling us that our foods, the only foods that we can feed ourselves off on our own land, like here's, here's milk from our cow right here. This is from ye yesterday or this morning? It's probably from yesterday because it's kind of cold. So that's nothing but grass from our own land, herbs from our own land, turned into bioavailable, digestible protein, fat, and carbohydrate. We don't have to drive to town to get that. Most of the calories we consume come from our land here. 
But they're telling you that all the foods, the only foods you can consume exclusively off of your own land and thrive with and nourish yourself with are animal foods, right? You cannot produce plant-based protein in a plant-based diet on your own land and live off of your own local resources. They want you dependent on this interconnected, automated, dehumanizing fourth industrial revolution system. And they tell you that, oh, this is, this is, you're racist if you drink milk, right? That's rape if you drink milk. And if you come in contact with other people, that's bad too. We need automated everything. Automated everything. And we need to contact trace you. Trace all your contacts. <laughs> we need basically the Patriot Act on acid to the nth degree to save us from climate crisis or COVID crisis or whatever other crisis is, happens to be happening right there. All right, so... All right. I'm getting all worked up again. Let me come over here and read some super chats. You guys, we need your support. Y'all best support us so we can keep drinking our, our racist white juices here. <laughs> we need your support if you guys want the streams. If you guys like these streams at these times, support them during these times with the super chats and with the stream labs. There's a stream labs link right there. Sometimes I got a mod that keeps the links up in the chat. I don't know where my mods are at right now. My mods are not here with me. Where you at, mods? So that link is in the description, and the link is also in the chat right now. Thank you guys for the support. Really appreciate the support. Spherington donated five bucks. Says every day I learn how to be a better global citizen. One day I was wearing my, my mask on my elbow so as not to impede my breathing, but an officer corrected me, saying it actually needs to be on my face. I am grateful to have this new knowledge. You know, it's, you live, you learn. Right? You live and you learn. Um, I got my I got my mask right here. You know, I mean, this is, this is how I keep safe, right? Every once in a while, I take a little break, but, you know, just take it off, put it back on. You know, it's, it, it's a sign of solidarity. Remember, it's not just about protecting you. This is obviously protecting me from any contaminated human being that might try to um, force their disgusting humanness on me by being near me. This is protecting me. Uh, but sometimes you take a little break, put it back on, take it off. It's more of a sign of solidarity. Right? We're supposed to have, we need solidarity, we need, um, we need signs of solidarity, right? So it's symbolic, symbolic they say. Thank you for that super chat. Via the Streamlabs, Streamlabs is the best way to support. Um, come over here, I think that, that's it for now. Alright, so, veganism is racist. Let's jump over to California, let's see what's going on. How, how's California? We got any viewers in California? I can say I'm, I'm not missing California right now. That is for sure. I am most definitely not missing California at all right now. We left California in 2010. 2010, we decided to leave. One of the best decisions we ever made. One of the best decisions we ever made. Getting the hell out of California. Moving more towards producing our own food, moving towards actually doing, actually doing it out here. So we're glad we left California. We got a lot of friends and family still there. It's like, uh, we're seeing, Unknown Echo right here says smoky as hell in Washington State. Bad out here in the Bay, says Naomi. It's getting, it's getting really crazy over there. Um, it's getting crazy over there, but we've got, we've got some news. Let's, let's check in on, 
on California. We, we were talking about Extinction Rebellion today, Extinction Rebellion, Animal Rebellion, and other approved essential twerkers of the revolution, the fake revolution. <sighs> the fake grassroots revolution, the astroturf revolution that we see these vegans rolling out that fake green carpet for. A green carpet that we're seeing painted red with the blood of the victims of this malnourishing, nonsensical, anti-human ideology. A million hectares have been burned so far in California. uncontrolled fires driven by high winds and unprecedented temperatures rage across the west coast of the U.S. The state governor, Gavin Newsom, has said he has no patience for climate change deniers as the experience of the past few days was proof. So they're raging through uncontrolled fires driven by high winds and unprecedented temperatures. But let's not talk about the mismanagement of forestry in California. Let's not talk about the historic mismanagement of forestry, the refusal to do controlled burns, which have been used for thousands of years, right? In the Pacific Northwest, the indigenous populations that live there, right? The Indians used to always do controlled burns. They were doing controlled burns all the time. And they were keeping the brush on the forest floor clear using ruminants. They actually were using basically silvopasture practices and a lot of the same techniques that are being taught by Alan Savory in the regenerative agriculture world, they were using these practices for silvopasture, using the deer, using elk, using the natural fauna in California. And they used to have controlled burns all the time. The Indians used to control burn all the freaking time. But they refuse to do this in California. They set up these tinderbox situations where this is bound to happen. And they've been warned about it over and over again. But every time it happens, guess what gets blamed? Climate change. Guess whose fault climate change is? Yours. Climate change is my fault, your fault. They're not going to tell you. They're not going to tell you. They're not going to talk about that there are, uh, there are full-on exchanges. Right? You can go and make money betting on the weather and manipulate the weather Using geoengineering strategies, there are hundreds of companies, private contractors, and government contractors, and even governments who have been using geoengineering, and uh, <laughs> they call it solar radiation management now, spraying your freaking skies and blocking out the sun, and spreading powderized barium and aluminum oxide all over the place. They don't talk about this. No, they just say the climate's changing, and that's your fault. It's your fault because you want to drink, you're, you're drinking racist milk, right? It's your fault because you won't put your daughter on OnlyFans. It's your fault because you won't go vegan. You won't pay more taxes. You won't stop having cars, having children, having property. You won't give up more of your freedoms to a global technocracy. This is what we're told over and over again. So Gavin Newsom, let's see what he's got to say. Is it not going to play? Where's the clip? Play the clip. Come on now. We'll play this one. All right, where's Newsom? Terrible fires, right? Not necessary, too. 
not necessary. Not necessary. All right, let's. Where's Gavin Newsom? I, got, I had the clip. Where'd the dang clip go? Newsom, gruesome Newsom. Let's see if I refresh the page. If we'll play it. Here's the clip. Globalnews.ca's got a good global citizen, Gavin Newsom. He just cares about you all. Gavin Newsom, who locked you all up, who told you it's not okay to go outside. We're going to close your salons. We're going to close your gyms. But hey, it's okay. Government employees can have gyms, right? They closed your salons, but it's okay. Nancy Pelosi, she'd go get her hair cut, right? We're going to close everything. But no, 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 it's okay. Gavin Newsom's um, uh, ski resort that he was gifted as a young boy. His ski resort and his like winery, he owns a winery, right? Those could be open. But the rest of you, you're not essentials. You're not essentials. We've got to shut a whole state down. But he just cares about saving you from climate change, too. He cares about this. He says, it's so dangerous, we've got to shut everything down. But if you're rioting, that's, that's cool. That's cool if you go out and riot. Let's see what he's got to say about the, the deniers, right? which is a term that always gets used now. The term deniers, used to try to discredit and dehumanize opposition, right? Because it brings up the original use of the word denier was in relation to another event that if you start talking about on YouTube, you probably get pulled off. Anyways, so they call you a denier. Oh, you, what are you, a climate denier? Are you a, uh, a 9-11 denier? No, you're, just, you're just one of those idiots who thinks that and thinks the climate's not changing because you exhale toxic gases. <laughs> oh, you must be uneducated. You, you must have not a, a, attended a university and paid for it by whoring yourself on OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit uh, exhausted uh, that we have to continue to bait this issue. This is a climate damn emergency. This is real. And it's happening this is the perfect storm. It is happening in unprecedented ways. Year in. If I put my finger like this when I talk, it makes it seem like I'm more right. Is <laughs> so just more rhetoric, right? Look, it's an emergency, climate emergency. What do we? What do you want us to do about it? What do you want us to do about it? Oh, you want? It's all the agenda twenty one, agenda twenty thirty, right? Consolidation of resources, UN global governance, managing resources, World Economic Forum, World Business Council for Sustainable Development, managing all resources, tracking everything you do, tracing everything you do, manipulating you with algorithms, and ultimately rationing you all things. Right? It's the the abolition of private property. This will save the planet. You're out. I mean, you can you can. You know, exhaust yourself with your ideological BS by saying, well, a hundred years ago we should have done this or that. All that may be true. And I'm not going to suggest for a second that the forest management practices in the state of California over a century plus have been ideal. But that... These <laughs> <laughs> people just laugh in your face. They don't care what truth is. It doesn't matter to these folks. It doesn't matter. That's... One point, but it's not the point. The reality here is the mega fires that we're experiencing come from these mega droughts that we've experienced. We have now currently have five active fires that are five of the most destructive uh, fires over the last, uh, in the history of the state. 
five of the 20 most destructive uh, that are currently uh, uh, being... Uh, Although, like, you know, exasperated uh, movements, gesticulating wildly, and he has nothing to say. Just feigned emotion. It's feigned emotion. These are propaganda techniques. Uh, suppressed, which is just remarkable when you consider that. Uh, we just came out August the hottest in recorded history. Uh, 19 people have lost their lives uh, in these fires. Uh, we uh, anticipate. Uh, that number may potentially go up as we get back into areas that have been ravaged by uh, flame, and obviously smoke begins to clear. Uh, 3,900-plus structures have been destroyed. Uh, many more structures we anticipate uh, we will learn about over the course of the next, next days uh, and weeks. The debate is over around climate change. Just come to the state of California. Yeah, any, anytime there's a fire, it's all climate change, right? Everything, anything that happens, climate change. You get a car accident, it's climate change. It's all climate change. You just come to California, look, look. It's climate change. They don't, he's not mentioning all the arson. All right, what's up with all these accusations of arson? All right, like, you just do like a quick Google search. We got The Intercept. Oregon police inundated by false reports of Antifa arson. False reports. No, they couldn't be. It's false. Well, what do you got this? We got man charged with arson in Almeida Fire. A man has been arrested and charged with arson for setting a fire in Phoenix that contributed to the spread of what's now being called the Almeida Fire Complex. Fire Complex. Now we're getting all these reports. You're seeing all these reports, especially out of Oregon, of arson. Of arson. But the media, they're not talking about this. They're telling you, oh, it's the gender reveal party. Oh, it's so bad. It's so oppressive to reveal gender. The child hasn't even chosen yet. South King Fire reports 28 arson fires so far this was it this month. Southern Oregon police make arson arrests for second blaze set during Almeida Fire. But then at the same time, you got media outlets telling you, no, these are fake calls. They're fake calls. Oregon police inundated with false reports of Antifa arson. False claims that anti-fascists are starting forest fires have been spread by supporters of Trump. So it's... it's Oh, if you if you see somebody committing arson, you talk about it. You must be like a crazy Trump supporter, right? Orange man, bad supporter. Madness. We're gonna talk about this, but listen to what Newsom says here. Observe it with your own eyes. It's not an intellectual debate. It's not even debatable. There's no intellectual debate about climate change. It's not even debatable. Look. The climate's changing. It's your fault. California, observe it with your own eyes. It's not an intellectual debate. It's not even debatable any longer. So no intellectual debate is allowed. There are no counterfacts allowed. I've made up my mind. This is it. And anybody who tries to bring you counterfacts, those are just hate facts. What we are experiencing, the extreme droughts, the extreme atmospheric rivers, uh, the extreme heat. Just think, in the last few weeks alone, we've experienced the hottest August in California history. We had 14,000 dry lightning strikes over a three-day period. We're experiencing temperatures, world record-breaking temperatures in the state of California, 130 degrees. California, folks, is America fast forward. 
Now, that's one of the only true things he's even said. <laughs> uh, California is America. Fast forward. That's right. California is the onus point, the the the, uh, the occult dissemination point, the, the the acupuncture point on the on the butt of the the festering behemoth of this new global order that we see. California is is the uh, the the, the f- spurting fountainous anus of hell <laughs> that's just pouring out all this idolatry, all this terrible pop culture, this weaponized pop culture, this drug culture, all this this pedo stuff that you see coming out of California, which we, we might have to talk about this. Maybe we'll do it on Monday. We can talk a little bit about some other things. You've got to be careful what you do on YouTube. But I had an interesting interaction with another YouTube channel on, uh, on Twitter. Maybe we'll get to that later. But yeah, he's right. California is the world fast-forwarded if the world continues down this stupid, stupid path of worshiping the world, right? Hollywood. Silicon Valley. You're right, dude. You're several steps ahead of the rest of America in terms of destroying yourselves, destroying your children. What we're experiencing right here is coming to a community all across the United States of America unless we get our act together on climate change, unless we disabuse ourselves of all the BS that's being spewed by a very small group of people that have an ideological reason to advance the cause of a 19th century framework and solution. We're not going back to the 19th century. So uh, if, you, if you don't want to have Green New Deal, if you don't want to have total technocracy, everything in your life, tracked, traced, if you don't want to just become you know, a transhumanist, transient, a transgender, transhumanist, transient, vegan activist, if you don't want to do that, then, uh, then you're, just, you're terrible. You're terrible. And so the, the Newsom's going hard. I don't. Who knows where he's going to go next? But this dude is burning. His state is burning to the freaking ground, and it is. It sucks to see because California is actually one of the most beautiful places in the world. California is unmatched in beauty in many ways, and has some of the most fertile farmland that is managed so shittily. Has some of the most amazing fertile forests that are managed so shittily. And there is so much food available there. But it's been managed into the ground. It's been effectively destroyed by some of these nutcases. I don't know. Newsom, Newsom's been pissing me off. I don't even live in California anymore, but I, got, I still got family there. Newsom rails against climate change deniers. As historic wildfires rage across California, Times Herald Online.com says. What we're experiencing here is coming to communities all across the United States of America. Unless we get our act together together on climate change, Governor said. So what is the solution, though? Right? What's the solution? I'm exhausted that we have to continue to debate this. This is happening. It's happening in unprecedented ways. Okay, so there's a problem, right? Let's see if we can find any sort of solution. Newsom said he recognized the state has to do more when it comes to prescribed burns and forest management. They don't do any prescribed burns. There's no controlled burning happening. Like I said before, for thousands of years, it was being managed like silvopasture regeneratively. The Indians would do controlled burns all the time. (laughs) 
California folks is America fast forward. So what's, what do you want us to do? There's no solution. He just says we need action. So this is the same thing. This is, if you want to be a good global citizen, pro tip, become an activist, but just general activism. You don't, you don't want to actually have demands. You want the good grown-ups at the World Economic Forum, the World Business Council for Sustainable Development, and the UN to make those demands for you. Your demands just need to be general systemic change. And then you could be one of the essential twerkers of the revolution, the fake revolution. March in the streets, burn shit down, destroy the current order, and demand change, but have no idea what that change is going to look like. So then these NGOs... These intelligence agencies and these massive mega corporations, which all work together, can then bring in this new agenda that you've rolled out the red, blood-covered green carpet for and change your life into this technocracy that they've been telling you is inevitable that is not actually inevitable or necessary. Corey Garrett, yeah, exactly. What was that? What was that quote from Corey Garrett? Just like, you go out into the unknown and you act. That's that's from the in the one clip from Greta, right? Oh, you oh you, you need to go out into the unknown and act. You need to act. We this is a climate crisis, and we all need to come together and listen to the science, and and then we all need to listen to the science, and we need to act. We need to act now. If we don't act now, who will be actors for us? Who will do all the acting if we will not act? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood. Freaking Greta. I don't know if, let's see, is this working? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood. Thank you, Greta. Let's see if I can do it again. How do you... I'm getting notifications for the uh, the YouTube. So you guys want your questions? I'm a soy boy because I love soy. There we go. Some of those are working. If you guys got questions, if you guys got comments, you just want your comment read, 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 live here on air. Hit us up with the uh, super chats. The best way to super chat is via Streamlabs. Streamlabs link in the description. Make sure to. There we go. You got you got Jay Dyer, young boomer, up in the chat, throwing the throwing that wrench around, yielding his wrench, wielding his wrench rather. Wielding his wrench, yielding his soul to you with his beautiful rap skills. What's up, young boomer? So Newsom says, there's, just, there's nothing we can do except basically freak out about it, right? Let's just freak out about it. Let's not give any uh, real solutions. All right, for those of you who don't know, Gavin Newsom, Gavin Newsom, this lovely, good global citizen, Gavin Newsom, running the, uh, the pedocracy of California over there. He comes from a quite moneyed family, to say the least. This dude was gifted Squaw Valley as a child. All right, so you got about four families that run California as far as government goes. You got the Browns, the Pelosi's, the Newsom's, the Gettys. And they've got this kind of weird, interrelated, disgusting, incestuous relationship with each other, their businesses, and their dealings. And so Gavin Newsom was informally adopted, no, informally adopted Gordon, 
Gavin Newsom's name wouldn't really be Newsom, right? Is that what it is? He was Newsom's informally adopted Gordon, who was the son of, was that Jerry Brown? I, I, you can't even keep up with this crazy incestuous relationship. All right, Gavin Newsom will be the first Democrat in more than a century to succeed another Democrat as governor. Blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Long dominant Jerry. Uh, the connections date back to the 80s. Okay, so Jerry Brown's father, Pat Brown, ran for San Francisco District Attorney, losing in 1939, 1-43, with the help of his close friend and Gavin Newsom's grandfather, businessman William Newsom. So William Newsom, Gavin Newsom's grandfather, put Jerry Brown's father... Pat Brown in as district attorney in 1943. Two decades later, Governor Pat Brown's administration developed squad. 1960s Winter Olympics. The concession was given to William Newsom and John Pelosi. <laughs> so this is uh, you know, just hard, hard work from young Gavin Newsom. Grassroots. Grassroots Newsom. One of the Pelosi's son, Paul, Married Nancy D'Alessandro, who went into politics and has now reclaimed speakership of the House of Representatives. Another Pelosi son married William Newsom's daughter, Barbara, until they divorced. That made Nancy Pelosi something like an aunt by marriage to Gavin Newsom. Hmm. <laughs> so grassroots, hardworking <laughs> politicos up there. And guess what else is happening? San Francisco. Another great news out of California, San Francisco jails to have meat consumption under new law. So new law just approved this ordinance to reduce the consumption of animal foods, including meat and dairy and eggs, in jails and guess what else? In hospitals. So in the places where you should be recovering from your surgeries, the foods that you need to actually recover, the only essential foods, which are animal foods, they're going to decrease those. They're going to cut them in half in jails and in hospitals. Now, how, how cool that, that they're doing those together. They're doing those together, right? So we got the schools, the jails, the hospitals, all decreasing meat consumption globally, saying that, oh, we're saving the planet, right? San Francisco City jails to slash 50% of meat, dairy, and egg consumption by 2024. Totally vegan buzz. Animal agriculture is the next frontier for a rising divestment and defunding movement towards a more compassionate and sustainable world. You know what that means? That means carbon credits for kibble. <laughs> that means taking your credits away for meat. So they're going to try to gamify all this in this giant carbon trading scam. And meat is on the chopping block. Meat is on the chopping block. I'm on the chopping block, chopping off my awkward thoughts. Is that echoing the Bunnymen song? How's that song go? I'm on the chopping block, chopping down my awkward thoughts. That was actually a good band. That was a good 80s band. Any echoing the Bunnymen fans out there? Good band. Good band. All right, anyways. So, yeah, decreasing meat consumption. Still on the menu. That is part of this Green New Deal stuff. Right? But of course, you, you're going to start decreasing meat, dairy, and eggs in hospitals and jails. Well, you might have to deal with some of the consequences. Guess what? Guess what? One of the consequences of low cholesterol is increased impulsivity and violence. 
increased impulsivity and violence. Future studies should consider the potential nonlinearity of the association of cholesterol levels with impulsivity and dependence of the association on gender, psychiatric condition, and environmental factors. So there have been studies done that have shown that low cholesterol is highly associated with violent crimes. Now, they're trying to dig a little bit deeper into this, and this other study said, well, you know, this may be dependent. Cholesterol levels could serve as a biological risk marker for violence and suicidal tendencies in psychiatric patients with depression and schizophrenia. Oh, well, so that doesn't apply to everybody. Just psychiatric patients, patients with depression and schizophrenia. Dude, the average American now is basically a psychiatric patient with depression and mild schizophrenia. Now, you, the, the average American thinks that if they wear a freaking mask that's going to make them healthy the average the average american thinks that staying home will save lives i mean at least according to the television it's hard to it's hard for me to gauge what is really life like in real life right because the people that i talk to most of the people around me think it's all ridiculous now i got a few friends who are buying into this shit but like the people that are close to our family the people that i respect in the world they think this is absolutely insane but we're told, no, the, the normal average American, they just want to stay home and save lives. All right, so this, this study's kind of, kind of downplaying it, downplaying it a little bit. <laughs> but the U.S. is basically a giant psychiatric madhouse right now, isn't it? 100 individuals met crim criteria for criminal violence. Low cholesterol below the median was strongly associated with criminal violence and in unadjusted analysis. Mm, criminal violence highly associated with low cholesterol. Low cholesterol is associated with increased subsequent criminal violence. This is the same. This is from the Journal of Psychiatric Research. Year 2000, low cholesterol levels and its psychological effects. Low cholesterol is linked to depression, suicide, and violence. But you're told lower your cholesterol. You're told don't eat animal foods. Those are bad. But then there are children de developing cerebral palsy because they're not eating animal foods. But we're still being, we're being gaslit. This is actual gaslighting. The media consistently telling you, no, 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 no. What you see is not real. That's not real. That's not real. Reality is whatever we say it is. We're just going to dictate reality. We tell you what reality is. We haven't even gotten to the fun stuff yet. All right. All right. We, we, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think this is a good idea? Decrease the animal food consumption in hospitals and in jails? I think that's a good idea. To me, it sounds absolutely absurd and insane. And we're probably going to see more of a rise in violent crime, as we've been seeing lately in most of these major cities. Right, we got super chats, though. We got support. We do get some support from the audience here. The, and, and this is cool because most of the Super Chats right now are coming through Streamlabs, which is always preferred. Remember, YouTube takes a nice, big, fat cut. Oops, Streamlabs does not. Streamlabs takes no cut, which is really cool. No cut from Streamlabs. So what we got here, let's see. Um, I'll put the link in. You guys want to support? You want to support the stream? You like these streams? If you enjoy it, throw some support. All you fellow non-essentials out there, throw your non-essential dollars through them Streamlabs and through the uh, Super Chat if you want more of these streams. 
We got Mr. Kraken donated Canadian $6.66. Mr. McCracken. Mr. Kraken, not Mr. McCracken. Mr. Kraken sent in the the Canadian sh- dollars of the beast for $6.66. And it says, uh, do you have a positive outlook of the future? Will things have to get worse before they get better? Watching your shows, making me depressed AF. Hashtag not a bigot. Look, look what's going on right now. It's like uh, I'm pissed off at all this. What do you, what do you think, man? Does it matter what I think is going to happen? Does it really matter? I mean, ultimately, there's no salvation in the world, right? We're not going to be saved by some, uh, you know, secular utilitarian utopia. We're not going to be saved by any of these worldly movements. So, of course, I ultimately have a very positive outlook of the future, but not in like a worldly sense. You know what I'm saying? I think we need to all work out our own salvation with God. So, I mean, really what it comes down to is, is not uh, not putting our faith in the world, right? So we come over, we have a laugh, we talk about some serious stuff, but we have some laughs too. And I'm sorry, and I, I know this one. This was a heavy one. There are a lot of things going on, but I don't know. I feel I feel called to talk about these things. I feel called to call this bullshit out, and uh, and I'm glad you enjoy it. But don't get down. You're all good. We all good. Life is still good. Life is still worth living, right? But this worldly, like always seeking these uh, these worldly things. We can get caught up in all sorts of uh, illusion and confusion there. So thank you for the support. Really appreciate that. The Art of Truth and Love donated twenty five bucks via the Streamlabs and says Jesus loves you. Keep spreading truth. The Art of Truth and Love. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. The Art of Truth and Love sometimes shows up with these streams and single handedly sponsors the whole stream. So sometimes we get sometimes we get some real generous audience members and sometimes they don't show. But the Art of Truth and Love just happens to show up whenever. Morning Star Farms. Remember the origins of Kellogg. Kellogg was a Seventh-day Adventist, right? And he was associated with all this LNG White group stuff. Kellogg used to go to the sanitarium, the LNG White healing sanitarium at the, uh, the Seventh-day Adventist little camp over there. And his whole thing was about decreasing fertility, decreasing... Um, libido what did he call it he he used masturbation he said kellogg's cornflakes are going to help you to stop jerking off you're going to stop being coomers he tried to stop cooming unfortunately he didn't stop cooming he just helped to turn the whole world into a bunch of coomer soyum so thank you very much kellogg but thank you even more rat splatigan i didn't even think about that morning star farms Interesting. Luthien donates five bucks, says reality is reality and science proves science. Dang. That is a, that, I think that's a direct quote from a, a, a debate. I think you call it a debate that I watched recently with Jay and that guy, T-Jump or whatever. That, was, that debate was pure cancer. Do not watch that debate. It will increase your chances of contracting cancer by 10,000%. All right. Bore Moonkey says, hey, Tristan, have you seen the pro cutie film review from a YouTuber called Mr. Girl? He blames the film for his attraction to the children. Yeah, go to my Twitter. All right, I'll pull up my Twitter right now. I'll pull up my dang Twitter. I did interact with him and he even responded to me. So let's let me pull this up. All right, yeah, we we can talk about this really briefly, but I don't think we have time to, maybe in the next stream on Monday, if I do a solo stream, 
All right, so anyways, I retweeted his, uh, his tweet. He did this review, Mr. Girl on YouTube. Um, this degenerate scumbag. I'll, I'm not going to leave this up too long because even his thumbnail is just disgusting with these like young, I think they're 11-year-old girls hypersexualized by this film Cuties. If you haven't heard of this, Netflix released this essentially child uh, trafficking glorification film. I've not seen it. I'm not going to watch it. I, there was clips of it in this dude's review video. His review is one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen on the internet. Uh, but also, what the, the, the most frightening part about it is, is basically this guy... This guy kind of represents this uh, the average American that's uh, that's basically being groomed to be a groomer. So here's Mr. Girl on YouTube. He did this. He actually responded. I called him out. So the pedos are emboldened. Check out the smug arrogance of art aficionado, Mr. Girl YouTube. I won't quote him as it's shameful to even type what these people are openly saying about our children. He responded. Where's his response? Did he block me? No, he didn't block me. Okay, he responded. He says, I am smug and arrogant, but to call me a pedophile is dumb. If I were a pedophile, I'd just say that. I'd just say that. Well, luckily, I mean, I called him out, but other people called him out too. Lisa says, I think the bit where you said that, although you knew they were kids, you still found them, quote, hot, was you saying exactly that, to be honest. <laughs> so, yeah, he, this dude, this guy... Wait, I did. What happened to my... I responded to him, too. I don't know. Anyways, that's that. We'll maybe get deeper into that some other time, but that's not the most YouTube-friendly um, debate thing right now. That would be something more... I don't even stream to DLive, but he went on Ralph Retort. He went on Ralph Retort. He went on the kill stream and basically said the same. Basically said the same. Um, and he is... Uh, yeah, this dude... This dude's gone. This dude's just complete low life. So anyways, speaking of low lives, we, had, we got BBC News. Hard-hitting news. Hard-hitting news. Jane Fonda, climate activism saved me from depression. Hollywood star Jane Fonda has written a book about he, how people can get involved in climate change activism. So Jane Fonda is writing the new blasphemous fake bible for climate activists and she's saved from her depression right the bbc advertising this two days ago so of course this is essentially an advertisement for the coming extinction rebellion ramp up of climate activism climate activism advocating for guess what uh all the same stuff that people have been trying to push on us for the last few decades more technocracy more government control, Green New Deal, Fourth Industrial Revolution, total control of all resources, abolishing of private property. That's what climate activism really is about. It's about depopulation. It's about resource consolidation. And it's about leveraging a bunch of useful idiots who listen to this weird-looking... What the hell is wrong with her face? Why do these old celebs, like these 60s... Starlets end up looking like white-haired monkeys when they're freaking old. Like these, these old white boomers look like she looks like a monkey. <laughs> Jane Fonda, you look like a monkey woman. You look like a monkey with a white woman's wig. All right, so this old hag says that it helped her to cure her depression. Let's hear what she's got to say. I'm gonna go pee while you guys watch this. If it'll play. 
Will it play? Okay, so Jane Fonda is Hollywood royalty. She's Hollywood royalty protesting the climate crisis. people. I mean, seriously depressed people, okay? And that's kind of dusted me over my life, the dusting of depression. But a year ago, when I just didn't know what to do, what can I do? That's why I call my book, What Can I Do? Because I'd done all the individual things, you know, I'd stopped eating meat and all that stuff. But I'm a celebrity, so I have a platform. What can I do with my platform? The moment I made up my decision, because of Greta, get out of your comfort zone, she said. This is an emergency. Get off your duff and get out of your comfort zone. So I moved to D.C., and the minute I did that, the depression lifted. And that's what I saw all around me. People feeling not alone, part of a community, and not depressed, but joyful. <laughs> um, again, just marketing this as a, as a cult now. Openly marketing this as a cult and check it out. Jane Fonda, she's, she's such a rebel that BBC, that British state media, BBC, who, uh, who protected Jimmy Savile, one of the most notorious degenerates ever, one of the most disgusting and horrifically evil human beings that we know of. Jamie Savile, the BBC, they're just, uh, they're so supportive of this cutting-edge anti-establishment activism. You know, so she was depressed, and then she found her purpose. She found her purpose, and her purpose after her depression was climate activism. So as you're being systematically depressed, right, both physically, psychologically, and emotionally, through policy, right, through weaponized pop culture, through media that tells you you're useless, Right? They're, they're trying to make you depressed. Guess how to not be depressed. Stop watching freaking TV. Stop watching television. Get off social media. The, these are tools meant to try to make us depressed. But then they try to sell you this fake answer through the media, through the mass media. So let's make you depressed with mass media and then we'll tell you how to not be depressed by dancing to the tune that the Pied Piper of mass media is playing you. I was just joyful. I felt part of something. And so they're telling everybody, they're locking everybody at home. They're telling you, you have to have social distancing. You can't see your families. You can't have funerals. But we can have funerals for celebrities, for celebrity criminals. We can have funerals for them, but we can't have them for your grandpa. You can't visit your grandparents. We're going to take your children at the hospital because you tested positive with this test that is designed to give false positives. Um, yeah, we, uh, we're told to feel alone. We're told we're, we're forced into isolation. And then they roll out this blood splattered red carpet for the activists. Oh, you could become a part of something. Do something meaningful. You can't do anything, they tell you on one hand. But then they tell you, look, you won't be depressed if you do something meaningful like become a climate activist with Jane Fonda. They call her Hanoi Jane back in the day, they call her. This woman's got a peppered history. 
say that. I'm white. If I was black and I was arrested, it would have been very different. And I'm well aware of that. Oh, yeah. And I've been arrested before when I didn't have a hit TV series behind me. Oh. You know, um, and I was all by myself, and I was not treated so well. this zonked out really, woman. Look at the, you know, so I'm, the zonked out woman with no idea who she is, what she's all about. <laughs> this, is, this is the prototype, though. This is the prototype that they want people to imitate. Right? She's the prototype boomer. I'm very aware that the situation in D.C. was very different than it was in the South in the 60s where people were beaten and hoses were put on them and dogs were set on them and so forth. This is, this is true. But my purpose was to get as many people aware that, there, that this is an urgent situation and that they need to put their bodies on the line. And it Again, there's no and there's no real message. There's no we need to do this. We are protesting so that we can do A, B, and C. You know, it's just we demand climate action now. We want the government to take action. Take action, government. Alright, so she she got saved. The climate activism saved her. So we've got some other young wife materials here. Look at these future wives and future mothers and uh Future grandmothers here. Police managed to tackle 30 topless women. Extinction Rebellion chained to Parliament in just two hours. Despite needing 12 hours to move in when they disrupted newspaper print works. Around 20 women gathered in central London topless and joined hands as they chained themselves to gates. Photos show XR activists holding banners reading, Can't bear the truth. Ooh, like a double entendre. Get it? Clever pun. Uh, as they were hauled away by police. XR tweeted today that the world is in a climate emergency and facing mass extinction without action. We need action. Climate group, group make he made headlines after blockading printing presses and delaying distribution of newspapers. Hmm. So again, these people are given free publicity. Look at their... Look at these heroes... Look at this. She's going to save Mother Earth by shaking her little titty nips. She's going to shake her little titty nips in front of all the children to save Mama Earth. Police remove a topless protester after she locked herself to the railings of Parliament during a climate change protest. So this chick's got famine written on her chest. She's stripped down naked, being carried off by police in another dehumanization ritual. Wearing, of course, wearing, of course, a mask. And the mask says four degrees Celsius because they have this thing where if we don't have action now, the climate will raise above four degrees Celsius and that will create in, in unimaginable suffering and disaster. Now, I don't know what the, the four degrees C really is about, like this symbolism here. It seems like there could be some deeper aspects to it, just like the Degas symbol, that rune symbol that Extinction Rebellion uses. They actually turn it on its side, which changes the meaning of it. And um, so the, the, there, there is a lot of interesting symbolism behind Extinction Rebellion. We talked about the other uh, Red Brigade before. But this, this one kind of tops it for me. This is like 2020 in a nutshell right here. 
a bunch of sterile, childless young women, right, unhealthy, don't know how to feed themselves, don't know how to nourish themselves, pudgy, petulant little white skanks with masks on their face that say four degrees Celsius and stamps on them that say things like starvation, pandemic, starvation, pandemic, locking themselves to the railings of parliament. This is how we're going to change the world. We're going to get naked and be super hot for the planet. So then they lay on the ground and they have extinction. So you've got a white woman with a mask on her face that says four degrees Celsius. Says, can't bear the truth on her hand. And of course she has this beautiful moon tattoo. She's super earthy. She's actually a Taurus, which makes her really connected to the earth. Like, you can tell that she's a Taurus because Tauruses, they really often let their armpit hair grow. Like, they just let it free flow because they're super earthy. They're really connected, right? Like, the bull is like, it's like a symbol of, like, earth. And I, I just really resonate with the earth. Being a girl that grew up in uh, a big city and I've never really dealt with animals other than my cat who hated me. Um, I just really, I just, uh, I don't really relate to humans so well. I really relate to animals. So my moon cycle tattoo just represents that. She's laying on the ground with the jackboot police around her, and it says extinction on her chest. So again, all these like weird agitprop things that they do. Why is it always that PETA, Extinction Rebellion, why is it that their street action always seems to mimic some sort of a like ritual death of human beings. Why does it always seem to conjure up imagery of dehumanization, right? They do these like these dehumanization rituals. That's what these are. The dehumanization rituals. And they think that this is going to save the planet. Is this going to save the planet? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But wait and see. The real Cooter Brown donates five bucks. And got a nice super chat there. Thanks, real Cooter Brown. He sent that super chat via Streamlabs. That's the best way to send them. Support the channel here, and you will continue to get this content. Continue to get these streams if you guys support. So I appreciate it, real Cooter Brown, making it worth it. Since five bucks says all of the people I know socially who are anti-natalist are totally silent on cuties, trafficking, etc. Really makes you think. Exactly. Do you see any of these vegan activists? You see vegan gains. Uh, hi everyone. Hi everyone. Um, this is vegan gains. I've been cooming in my room for like forty-eight hours straight. Everyone, my eyes are bloodshot. Uh, there's a pile of crusty uh, Kleenex in my lap, and I am effectively sterile and don't ever plan on having children. But I will sell my wife's holes. Jasmine gains. I'll sell her holes on uh, on OnlyFans. So. Um, yeah, hi everyone. I just wanted to say that, um, uh, there's really nothing important, uh, um, to, uh, we, we shouldn't really renounce, like, human trafficking or anything like that. We're just all about, like, saving the animals, okay, everyone? Okay. You hear, is Vegan Gaines out there speaking up against human trafficking, grooming film? Cuties? Absolutely not. All these Kumas. All these Zuma Kumas. They got nothing to say. 
Hi everyone. Um, so I just spent the last four hours aggressively masturbating myself to cartoons, um, and I am an activist. Okay. All right, everyone. <laughs> Vegan gays. So you want to cure your depression like Jane Fonda? Why don't you go put a put a bike lock around your neck? Put a black and red mask on with this demonic print that says four degrees Celsius and stamp starvation on you. Bear your saggy, flaccid little barren titties that have never been milked, that have never had any milk flow through them, that have never given suckle to a baby. Go f pull out them flapjacks and stand next to some other boomer naked for a photo op. This is going to cure your depression. Oh, you're depressed? Hey, are you depressed? Are you not feeling bright? Do you need a little extra pep in your step? Join the Extinction Rebellion. We'll brand you on your chest with a brand that says starvation and force you to get naked in front of thousands of people and stare vacantly into a camera with the words can't bear the truth written on your hand. That's going to cure your depression. Come do a dehumanization die-in ritual with us Extinction Rebellion at activists. Bury your breasts in front of the world, lay down on the ground, and flop around like a dead fish with fake blood on you. This will cure your depression and save the planet. Extinction Rebellion camp like Glastonbury, says MP. So this, this is from just two days ago. They're telling people in the UK, you've got to stay at home. We're having hard lockdowns. We're going to change the way you live. We're going to close your bars. We're going to give you curfews. But then they're saying, oh, look, those Extinction Rebellion pro protests are like entering a Glastonbury festival. <laughs> right to protest. He asked the Deputy Chief Whip, Stuart Andrew, standing in for leader of the Commons, Jacob Rees-Mogg, whether demonstrations on the square could be banned. He said, returning here last Tuesday, I thought I was entering the Glastonbury festival which I thought had been canceled. To allow the noise, the disruption, the cost of policing is absolutely ridiculous. So they're allowing these people to protest. BBC that didn't report on the protests against the restrictive lockdown measures, COVID-1984 madness. They didn't report on this, but they're going to report on Extinction Rebellion. And the camp is just like a festival. Hey, we canceled your festival. You can't go to festivals anymore, but check it out. Here's a bunch of pilled out millennials banging on drums, holding signs and taking their shirt off and flapping their flappy titty flapjacks all around. You can go to the festival as long as you're protesting. So you can only have festivals if you're protesting what the good grown-ups say, right? So you got Animal Rebellion, the offshoot of the Extinction Rebellion, want the plant-based food system for the future. Plant-based food system for the future. This is a post from them on, uh, on Instagram. And they have quoted... Everybody's favorite activist. They've quoted everybody's favorite hardcore activist, future OnlyFans star, Dr. Michael Greger. If you want to create global pandemics, then build factory farms, Dr. Michael Greger. Animal Rebellion quoting Dr. Michael Greger transitioning towards a plant based food system is vital for people for animals and for the planet. You got to read that you read that in the uh 
the admirable transitioning towards a plant-based food system is vital for people, for animals, and for the planet. David Attenborough here, reminding you to spay and neuter your sexual object partners for the people, for the animals, and for the planet. So Animal Rebellion. We're going to learn a little bit more about them. What are the Animal Rebellion all about? They've a uh, well-funded group, right? Very, very well-funded. Earthling Ed, Joey Carbstrong associated with them. They're an offshoot of Extinction Rebellion. Another heavily, heavily funded, fake, grassroots organization. Astroturfing this fourth industrial revolution takeover that's been accelerated greatly by the opportunistic approach that governments have taken to the response to the so-called pandemic. And the Animal Rebellion is the animal rights offshoot of the Extinction Rebellion, tying in animal activism with climate activism. We are entering the movement of movements. The movement of movements is for the co-liberation of each and every one of us. There is a historic division planted into our society. And the unbalance and the fight, the infight within that 1%, 0.01% in fact, the human population is the one that damages the 99.9%. As long as we don't resolve animal justice, we can't resolve social justice. This is all one and all interconnected. to live so we're going to do die-ins. They say we want to live so we're going to mock sacrifice ourselves in front of government buildings because that's activism. We want to live. We want to live. So the Animal Rebellion. The Animal Rebellion. Check out their YouTube channel. So they've only got 751 subscribers. They're very, very well funded though. Right? Nobody's watching their videos but somehow they have all this money to be organizing this, to have these constant Zoom meetings and training meetings. Right? It's basically like they've, they've, these NGOs, what they've done with Extinction Rebellion, Animal Rebellion in these groups is they've repurposed corporate sensitivity training and like, uh, what do you even call it now? Um, human resources training, which is all about now, it's like diversity and um, you know, meeting, meeting your racial quotas and making sure to police each other's speech. And um, they've weaponized this and they've turned this into not just a corporate training structure, but a training structure for weaponizing activists and putting them in the streets. So that's where the, the funding from this stuff comes from corporations, NGOs. It comes from places like Avaz. It comes from the Open Society Foundation. It comes from the Tides Foundation, the Ford Foundation. It comes from these big money foundations. It comes from the Fortune 100. So you've got defund unsustainable animal agriculture now. Rebel against the system, September Rebellion, day one. There's a lot there's a lot going on here, but we got another another great icon of the vegan movement, Peter Singer. So Peter Singer talking with Animal Rebellion. Animal Rebellion in conversation with Peter Singer. Remember, Peter Singer is a radical utilitarian, so-called bioethics professor. 
bioethics. Remember, we talked about ethicists before. We talked about that bioethicist who was musing about, well, should we just drug everybody and force them through drugs to be more subservient? Wouldn't that be good for the greater good, the greater good of humanity? Then we've got another bioethicist, Peter Singer, one of my favorite bioethicists, Peter Singer. Jay and I have talked about this guy several times. Um, Jay pointed out, I didn't even know this until Jay told me, this dude actually wrote an article called Heavy Petting. Heavy Petting. This guy made an article, an apologetics article, basically promoting bestiality and saying that we should legalize bestiality and it's good and it's natural and it's liberating. His, his article called Heavy Petting. So vegan activist, bestiality advocate, um, Peter Singer. We're going to hear what he's got to say. But first, we got some super chats. Um, what's happening, guys? What's cracking? Real Cooter Brown's in the chat. Carnivore Alliance, chill out with them. Dude, this whole stream. Look, I, I like that you're in the chat. I like you're hanging out. But every other comment is yours, man. Slow down. You got like the fastest fingers in the world, or you got like five people rocking the same account. It's like the whole chat is the same name. Just slow it down. I don't want to have to put this on slow mode. Chill it out. Thank you, Carnivore Alliance, for your input. There's just too much of it. We love you, but don't want to hear you all day. Uh, the Real Cooter Brown, though, sends five bucks. Donated via Streamlabs. Thank you, The Real Cooter Brown. Another one of these names that we see around very often. Always supporting. Says all the people I know social. Oh, no, we already read this one. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Palmer Elrich. Palmer Elrich donated ten bucks via Streamlabs. Says because you asked. Thanks for the continued quality content. Thanks, Palmer Elrich. I'm glad you find this quality. All right, Carnivore Alliance is not offended. Yeah, don't be offended. I'm trying to be nice about it. I'm not. I'm not annoyed with you. I just. I see the same name over and over again, man. Give give some space. But don't go away. Just give some space to the others too. Social distance your comments. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the super chat supports, guys. Let's come over here. Most of the super chats are coming through Streamlabs, which is great. That's the best way to support. You guys want to. You want more content like this? You want more streams? Please support. All right, Peter Singer, Meeting with Animal Rebellion. I haven't watched any of this yet, but I just thought this was so perfect. Animal Liberation author Peter Singer emboldening these young whacktivists. Only 31 people have seen this. Remember, Peter Singer, this is a university professor. He's a highly sought-after author. This dude would give interviews to all sorts of big mainstream establishment uh, venues but this extinction animal rebellion channel with 31 views gets these big interviews how do you think that is who do you think's editing all these videos that nobody's even watching who do you think's paying for all this training of all these activists paying for these groups to have billboards or not billboards uh, you know their um their signs at their protests mass printing all these materials this is a lot of money it is not cheap to run an activist organization it is not cheap. Hi. Hi, Peter Singer. Um, it's animal... But it's getting cheaper with the social media. you got to realize that. It gets much cheaper with social media. That's the sad thing. Right? These, these small channels can very easily be led and have their content curated by anonymous donors. Right? Or you just straight up buy it. Like Prince Khalid bought plant-based news. You, you pay them pennies. These social media influencers, they'll hoe their names for nothing, basically. They'll sell their wife's ass on Instagram. Or uh, OnlyFans. Rebellion here from Bristol. Thank you so much for being here today with us. Um, 
we are preparing um, big action here um, in the UK and globally, and this is part of um, what we're doing at the moment. So they are they're planning big actions all over the place. They're planning these actions, and you can actually you can actually go and get involved in some of their Zoom meetings. Now, anybody out in the audience, you can become a member of these groups, even anonymously, and you can figure out when their Zoom meetings are. And you can join their Zoom meetings. You could even go join their rebellion groups if you were so inclined. <laughs> if you were so inclined. But these people are uh, they're emboldened with a lot of money. They don't have much intelligence. They don't have much uh, in, in terms of uh, real fire, like real energy. But uh, they got money. They got money. So you can go to their website. <laughs> you can, let me see if I can find... There's a show called um, Tell the Truth and Let's Talk About It. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about um, ethics today. So thank you so much for being here today. Um, and yeah, hope you're well. And let's just um, dig in uh, our questions. So we would like to know today, um, what are the progress and the barriers that we face today to recognize um, animals, animal rights? And um, how, do we, how do we differentiate um, the way we feel towards animals today? Um, yeah. Um, well, the barriers. I... Yeah, I'm, I almost fell asleep in your intro there. Maybe drink a couple cups of coffee. Perhaps you should snort some methamphetamine. Perhaps your teacher should have prescribed more Ritalin to you, little girl. You done put the snooze on me in that intro. I think uh, essentially what they've always been, or at least the main ones. Uh, that we are in the habit of thinking of animals as not really counting, as not mattering in their own right. Uh, and in particular, the fact that most people are eating animals every day, sometimes more than once a day, um, is a big barrier to them actually rethinking the status of animals because they realise, or maybe you know, it's in a subconscious way, that if they think too much about these issues, then they may have to change what they're eating. And for some of them, that's unthinkable. You know, they've always been eating this. Their parents and grandparents for aeons back have always been eating. Okay, so I guess, I guess he's going to talk about the strategies. How do you brainwash your friends and family into, into doing this? And, of course, it's always going to be appeal to emotion. Right? It's well known that people don't respond to science. They respond to emotion. Let me jump forward here and see what he's going to say. Um, didn't exist at all 50 years ago, so uh, that's made more people thinking about what they're eating and the ethics of eating meat. Yeah. I guess that's how we were created as well. It's just like because there's this big movement, um, you know, everyone talks about climate change, but no one really talks about the place of animals, you know, the, 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 the impacts that... Um, agriculture, um, animal agriculture has. Um, so yeah, so I guess that's, that's, um, that's progress. Um, and in terms of 
like how animals are treated in um you know on these farms and stuff do, do, do we have like yeah have we made some progress oh, like i oh, like it's just like i it's, i don't like the, the animals being abused but like uh what can we like do uh what slogans should we like say um and here we go so you go to there they got some links they got some links we had a. Uh, here we had the alone together. Now they were planning out a lot of stuff for the last couple of months. I actually jumped in on one of these Zoom meetings, and this is it seems like this calendar is out of date. Somebody will have to find a more recent one. But they do meetings like every week: Extinction Rebellion, Animal Rebellion. They have their leaders training people constantly. So they they link to this Reset TV, right? Which of course the Great Reset. Oh, these are the activists, right? These are the activists, grassroots activists. ResetTV.com.uk, pushing the World Economic Forum Great Reset narrative and lingo. So this is where you can go, ResetTV.co.uk, ResetTV.co.uk, and you can participate in their programs. So I think it would be interesting to have uh, more people recording what they're actually trying to uh, to teach folks in these trainings, right? The XR training resources, you get access to interviews and discussion and meetings for training you, training you and giving you online workshops and conferencing using Zoom for Animal Rebellion and Extinction Rebellion. So you can, you could join, <laughs> join any one of these. You got the DNA workshop, DNA workshop, Active Hope Circle. Now this stuff's a few months old, so I'm not sure if they if they've given up on this website. Anyways, just one of these things that we're going to see more of this year. We're going to see more extinction rebellion. We're going to see more of these activists, right? guys like Peter Singer, coming together with these activists. These are very well funded groups. From the animal welfare point of view, uh, and of course from a public health point of view, um, but uh, it's clear that factory farms pose a risk of pandemics and the previous pandemic to the COVID-19 one was the swine flu pandemic, which did come out of factory farms. Which was a giant, giant disaster where pharmaceutical companies maimed, maimed many people. And it originated, didn't it originate out of, uh, was it Fort, not Fort Detrick, Fort Hood? Out of a military base? I don't know. All right, so they're, they're always trying to blame these pandemics now on animal agriculture, right? They're saying, oh, the animals. If you, because you have animals, that's why you have a pandemic. So if you didn't eat animals, you'd have no pandemics. Well, yeah, of course, that's true. That's true. Because you'd be dead. If everyone stopped eating animals, we wouldn't be able to feed ourselves. So there wouldn't be pandemics because humanity would be gone. All right. Um, Diamond Tuesday donates five pounds. Says, thanks for the great stream. As always, please consider this donation as a startup for your OnlyFans. Dang. I mean, we're, we're going to have to go further than that. If we, if we reach, uh, so let's see, if we can get 150 bucks more donations today, we will consider moving forward with the OnlyFans. We've got, he's not even in here right now. You, you guys remember, Ribeye is going to be the, the source of our OnlyFans. It'll be, it'll be at Red Rocket. Came out of probably out of pig farms in North Carolina, but there's some implication about Mexican pig farms as well. So, um, yeah, experts who look at this say that if you wanted to create new viruses, put 10,000 animals in a shed, stress them a lot so their immune systems are weak, 
um, and you'll probably get new viruses developed. Oh, so you uh, mean... And then mix, you know, have humans going through them and catching them and yeah. all the rest. You mean like you're doing right now, when you lock everybody in their apartments and in their homes and you lock all these cities up and then you poke people with provocative media imagery and when you, uh, you stoke the revolutionary fire in their, uh, in their rebellious nature... You know, like when you when you lock a bunch of people up and you tell them they're non-essentials and you tell them they can't do anything, they can't go to festivals, but then you say, oh, look, look at this awesome kind of like a festival thing with chicks with their shirts off and their titties hanging out called Extinction Rebellion. Come take your shirt off and flap your flapjacks in front of Parliament. Come take some ecstasy at Extinction Rebellion. Ugh. Most of it, um, and then you'll get the viruses transmitted to humans. So, so factory farming does pose a grave risk to uh, of future pandemics. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Yeah, yeah. Um, they both they're both so bored, right? These these are the revolutionaries, guys. They're going to change the world. They're going to change the world with their monotone, monotonous, droning, soulless diatribes. About the animals. Oh, I just care about the animals so much. Oh, it'll be sustainable. Pandemics, liberation, and animal ag. An interview with Peter Singer. Philosopher Peter Singer has been highly influential in shaping the ethical foundation for animal protection. In addition to his long career in ethics, especially utilitarianism. So there you go again. The word utilitarianism. Utilitarianism. The ends justify the means. Oh, it's normative ethics. Utilitarianism. It's like whatever. If we could just do the greatest good for the greatest amount of people, that's utilitarianism. Doesn't that sound great? Hey, well, who gets to decide what is good? These are people, remember, these are people who deny that good and bad are objectively real. These are people who deny that ethics are objectively real. They just believe that it's utilitarian. It's the ends justify the means, and something might be good to you and bad to me, but whoever agrees on uh, something being good or bad, right? We, 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 can just, we can just choose, we can just pick and choose arbitrarily, and if we all agree that something is good or bad, then that's utilitarianism. We, we should just all agree. We'll just all agree. Right, so they don't, he doesn't talk about the, um, the basic presuppositions of the worldview that presuppose things like good, presuppose things like objective morality, that they deny. He outwardly denies morality and then presupposes morality for utilitarianism. It's a freaking joke. But these people want to tell you how you can live your life and what you can eat. And of course, he's an ethicist, right? Just like the ethicists who muse about drugging your water supply to sterilize you. Bioethicists who muse about forcing hormone replacement therapy on you to make you more subservient. He's an ethicist who also wrote a uh, piece called Heavy Petting in 2001. His piece, Heavy Petting from 2001, says, I'm quoting Peter Singer here. I'm not, I'm not writing this. I'm not making this up. It's gross to even read it. But here he goes. Not so long ago, any form of sexuality not leading to the conception of children was seen at as best, was seen as at best wanton lust or worse, a perversion. One by one, the taboos have fallen. The idea that it could be wrong to use contraception in order to separate sex from reproduction is now merely quaint. 
If some religions still teach that masturbation is self-abuse, that just shows how out of touch they've become. Sodomy? That's all part of the joy of sex, recommended for couples seeking erotic variety. In many of the world's great cities, gays and lesbians can be open about their sexual preferences to an extent unimaginable a century ago. You can even do it in the U.S. Armed Forces, as long as you don't talk about it. Oral sex? Some objected. Some objected to President Clinton's choice of place and partner, and others thought he should have been more honest about what he had done. But no one dared suggest that he was unfit to be president simply because he had taken part in a sexual activity that was, in many jurisdictions, a crime. But not every taboo has crumbled. Heard anyone chatting at parties lately about how good it is having sex with their dog? Probably not. Sex with animals is still taboo. If Midas Deckers, author of Dearest Pet on Bestiality, is right, this is not because of its rarity. Deckers, a Dutch biologist, always a scientist, guys, has assembled a substantial body of evidence, ooh, the evidence, to show that humans have often thought of love for animals in ways that go beyond a pat and a hug. His book has a wide range of illustrations, so, anyways, he goes on and on and on talking about, well, why not? Why can't we just, why can't we just bang Lassie? All right, why can't, why can't we, uh, why can't we, why can't we have sex with the animals, he's saying. So that's Peter Singer, ethicist, ethicist, remember, he's an ethicist. Ethicist, bioethics, the science. Do you deny the science? He's an expert. He's an expert in ethics. He's an expert in ethics, so Peter Singer Total pervert. Total pervo. But, you know, this will, this will be your savior, right? Become an animal rights activist. Become an Extinction Rebellion, Animal Rebellion activist. And you won't be depressed anymore like poor little Jane Fonda. And then you can, uh, you can liberate yourself and liberate yourself from the bondage of, um, of outdated, antiquated visions of morality and sexuality and enjoy things like um, sodomy, adultery, and bestiality. This is nuts. Absolute madness. So the Extinction Rebellion. Corporate training for activists. Corporate training for corporate whacktivists. Extinction Rebellion. Joining forces with Peter Singer. Who, Peter Singer is just one of the grossest people in the world. People don't realize how, how strange the world of like these bioethicists, these transhumanists really is. Very, very strange world, but... It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, we got we got another we got another super chat, another stream last from Tunnel. Tunnel, what's up, man? Tunnel and Ryman donates five dollars. Says, "Will we rise? Will we rise again?" <laughs> I think you know the answer to that, right? We will rise. We will rise again. We will rise again. Closed doors, wearing our masks to stay alive. <laughs> you guys didn't watch the last couple streams. There's this video from the UN. Uh, it's like Pacific Islands for Solidarity. Um, <laughs> this is a terrible song. Uh, this is a terrible song about uh, about coming together to fight. We will rise. We will rise again. We will rise again. This is how the, the... Hey, guys, the rest of the stream, this is how it's going to work. If you don't send Super Chats and Streamlabs, I'm going to sing. 
I'm going to make you listen to We Will Rise Again. <laughs> make you, I'm going to sing the worst, the gayest 90s songs you can imagine. That's what's up. This, this is a stick up. Y'all better, y'all better, y'all better support the chat and send the streamlabs and the super chats. You're going to have to hear nothing but me singing like a boomer. Singing like a boomer. So, anyways, uh, Extinction Rebellion. Salvation for the Coomers. Coomers rejoice because you can become an Extinction Rebel, totally rebellious, be an animal rebel, and help Peter Singer advocate for uh, all sorts of degeneracy and sexual degeneracy. Extinction Rebellion. How successful were the latest protests? The Guardian, right? So the Guardian, BBC, they're promoting this again. We're going to see in the next few months as the lockdowns wane a little bit, uh, as we come into um, uh, the next lockdown semester, right? In between your lockdown semesters, we'll give you a little break. We'll let you breathe for a little bit. But this, uh, this next one, we're going to see a lot more of these Extinction Rebellion folks. We desperately need groups like XR to highlight the political and economic actors that are driving this climate crisis. Matthew Taylor. This is from just like yesterday. Wait, I'll, I think if I can refresh this, I might be able to read it without. There you go. Uh, pro tip. Oh, no. Never mind. Sometimes with these, like with New York Times, uh, if you're in Firefox and you refresh the New York Times page and you hit the stop, like you hit the X, so it stops reloading. You can get it to where you can read it without having to go through the paywall. But that's not happening right here because there's no paywall. No one's going to pay The Guardian for their shit fake reporting. Remember, The Guardian the Guardian is given billions of dollars, millions of dollars yearly, right? Totaling billions over all the years by special interests. And guess what? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation works closely with The Guardian, which let me just pull this up. go Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation they got a whole section on the Guardian's website philanthropic partnerships at the Guardian the Guardian like many news organizations around the world is working to find new ways to fund our journalism <laughs> to ensure we can continue to produce quality independent journalism in the public interest Increasing philanthropic support of our independent journalism <laughs> helps fund impactful Guardian reporting on important topics such as modern-day slavery, women's rights, climate change, migration, and inequality. Our current philanthropic partnerships are the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which supports the Guardian's global development site, and then they list a bunch of other foundations that they are prostitutes for. So, of course, they're saying we need more of the Extinction Rebellion. Oh, they're such rebels. Look, they're rebels. They're rebels. The action was one of scores of Extinction Rebellion nonviolent civil disobedience protests from a migrant justice demonstration outside the home office to blockading a slaughterhouse in Manchester that have been taking place in major cities across the UK over the past two weeks to try to highlight the escalating climate crisis. Ooh, blockading a slaughterhouse. For the climate crisis. So the animal activists are being empowered by these media organizations, by these philanthropic organizations. And there's no funding mechanism for anything to counter this. The only mechanism for countering this is directly stopping these actions. We need to stand up for our community, stand up for ourselves. We need to provide our families with their own food. We need to tell these people to off. 
okay? There is no funding mechanism for, for countering this. There isn't a funding mechanism to counter this. But you got the Bill and Gates Foundation funding all this nonsense. You got Avaz, Open Society Foundation funding Extinction Rebellion. You got all this money pumping into this to manufacture our consent to this madness. And there are not funding mechanisms for countering this. But there's a lot of funding going into this. So we need to stop this shit. We need to not allow these people cannot allow these people to destroy our ways of life. So here you go. The uh, BBC promoting them. The Guardian promoting them. Basically, here's how you can join them. Government, tell the truth. You've got that, that rune. What is that rune? That Dagaz rune sign. Anybody see Midsummer? Anybody watch Midsummer? Let's see if I can find some images. The, uh, the girl. This is the girl who became the May Queen. She was wearing that rune symbol on her shoes. Isn't that funny? Yeah, anybody, anybody watch this, the film Midsummer? It's kind of a fascinating allegory for what we see right now. What we see happening right now. To the Western youth, mobilized into a self-destructive cult, wiped clean of their past history in this resurrection of pagan human sacrifice rituals. So Midsummer, let's see. I'm trying to find this one photo. You can kind of see it here. Oops. Where'd that one go? Here you go. You can see it on her shirt here. On the right, on her shirt, she has that Dagaz. D-A-G-A-Z. That's a rune. What does the rune mean? What does that rune mean? It has many meanings. I'm just like other symbols, if you twist the symbol sideways, it'll change its meaning. So I just thought that was kind of an interesting connection there. This Degas or rune. This Degas rune. Hey, you see, I'm trying to find the, the picture of when she shows her shoes, when it shows her shoes, because she's, she took like some mushrooms or something. She looks down and she sees all the, the ground is swirling around her feet, and then there's that, that Degas rune, that Extinction Rebellion logo rune there. But I can't find the actual picture. I can't find the photo from it. Anyways, this, this has a, uh, a magical meaning, this symbol. And when you turn it on its side, it changes the meaning. How interesting is that? So anyways, kind of beside the point. Tell the truth, the government. Tell the truth. The government's going to tell you the truth if you just go out in the street and chant slogans, right? If you just go on the street and chant slogans, you're going to get climate action. You're going to save. You're going to save the planet if you just go yell in the streets, scream and cry, and bitch and whine in the streets. 
Angus Setow, co-founder of the left-wing grassroots environmental group Labor for a Green New Deal, see, that's what it's about, told The Guardian, we desperately need groups like XR to highlight the political and economic actors that are driving the climate crisis. Many of the big ideas that were being discussed in relation to the climate crisis when the coronavirus hit seem to have been forgotten by politicians who are scrabbling to get us back to normal. That will be disastrous. Right, so they've already locked you in your homes. They've gotten that Green New Deal. They've gotten that austerity. Now the next step is to try to train you to think that this is how we have to live forever. This is what they want to do. I want to tell you this is how you're going to live forever. Forever. You all got to be, you all got to be locked in your house watching OnlyFans, right? You got to become all day simp coomers. You got to be cooming all day to your OnlyFans, wasting your life away. Not producing your own food. Don't do anything real. Don't go meet people. Don't don't go to uh, family gatherings. You can't do any of that stuff. You gotta be locked up. But you can go and rebel with the Extinction Rebellion. You can rebel to drive yourselves extinct, or you can drive yourselves extinct with the pop culture, the weaponized pop culture. You got Complex Magazine. Why Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's empowering anthem WAP is so. Important. This is an empowering anthem. This is an empowering women's anthem. This is so empowering. <laughs> this is super empowering. You can even listen to the article. If you're so empowered that you can't even read, you can listen to the article dictated to you from complex.com. <laughs> Why Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion's empowering anthem WAP is so important. The funhouse of WAP features stone water fixtures that sprinkle water from their breasts. There are butt-shaped wall fixtures that bounce when you pass by. As Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion prance around the mansion in glamorous one-pieces and matching updos, they quickly realize the house itself is charmed with magic tigers and cheetahs. Demonstrating her sensuality, Cardi B sings, I said certified freak, seven days a week slash wet-ass pussy, make that pull-out game weak. The rest of the video flashes back and forth between scenes of Cardi and Megan serenading each other in a snake pit. <laughs> wow, that's so empowering. Sarah, two chicks serenading each other about their wet ass pussies in a snake pit. Let's, let's go writhe around in a freaking snake pit <laughs> and sing about this distorted sexuality that we're gonna that we're gonna teach everybody about. So this is uh, yeah. You want to be a good global citizen. You want to be an approved agent and activist of the great revolution. The great. Brave New World Revolution, one of these essential twerkers. Well, you better learn to twerk. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. It's going to be essential twerkers right here. I'm telling you all about that WAP. Of course, we, we didn't... I, for some reason... Um, uh, uh, um, um, uh, um, uh, what, what does Dr. Greger have to say about this? What does Dr. Greger have to say? Every month, and so you go the whole month with no possibility of fertility... Um, no matter how well the, the, the sperm is doing, just because there's no egg to be fertilized. Um, and you can uh, look at um, um, what's called antral uh, um, uh, follicle count. It's basically an ultrasound where you can kind of count um, how many eggs um, women have. Um, and basically, uh, you know, once you're out of eggs, you're out of uh, fertility. Um, and you can assert, and then once you were able to have an objective measure, then you could look at these women, what their diets are, and see if you can make associations. 
um, and they found a significantly lower ovarian reserve at the highest dairy intake. So the most. <laughs> so there you go. Um, um, uh, um, uh, um. All right. So Dr. Gregor, Extinction Rebellion, quoting Dr. Gregor, Animal Rebellion, getting emboldened, emboldened. Um, uh, um, um, uh, um, uh. And it's like all, all this. <laughs> this madness we see. It's like they, they they tell you this is for the greater good. We want to make you healthy. Dr. Gregor just wants to make you healthy. Cardi B just wants to help women to be empowered by slapping that whap on the ground. Extinction Rebellion, they're going to cure your depression by showing you how to engage in mock human sacrifice rituals. And it's all backwards. It's all backwards. And what do they never promote? What do these activists never talk about? Self-sustainability. None of them talk about sustaining yourself off of your own land. None of them talk about the importance of families, real community. All right? This is about organizing people in a loosely knit, ideologically driven organizations where people barely even buy into the ideology that they're pushing. They want weak, effeminate, spineless activists that are on a LARP. You can eat soy foods. Um, so, for example, the reason... Yeah, and this is what you're getting. You, you can eat soy foods. Thanks, Dr. Gregor. You can eat soy foods. Um, so, for example, the reason why there's no such thing as uh, there's no word in the Japanese language for hot flashes is because Japan has the highest soy consumption in the world on <laughs> Japan, whoa, that's the most powerful science ever. Japan has the highest soy consumption in the world. They're so healthy because of all the soy. You just got to eat more soy, more, more, more. You're eating about two servings of soy a day. And, you know, these menopausal hot flash symptoms just don't occur at the levels that they do here in the West. They don't occur. They just, they don't even have a word for hot flashes in the Japanese language. It's just because they eat soy. And they get that beautiful vegan glow from the soy. So the soyance is strong with this guy. The soyance is, is quite strong. That was some powerful soyance. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think we, we might have to wrap this up soon. Tomorrow, I got a stream tomorrow. We're going to be joined by... Uh, you did it wrong. Shout out to You Did It Wrong. Sky from You Did It Wrong is coming back with Tommy Kelly. Uh, both of them are former vegans. Tommy Kelly, former vegan activist. We're going to talk about the. We're going to we're going to have we're gonna have some fun. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Um, we have lots of, uh, of source material to draw from. So that'll be fun tomorrow. Tomorrow at uh, three p.m. Eastern. 3 p.m. Eastern. That'll be Tommy with You Did It Wrong. If you guys got any last, you guys got any questions? You guys just want to support. The Streamlabs link is in the chat right now. The Streamlabs link's in the description as well. We appreciate all the support from the audience that we do get. Let's see. We'll come over here and read any last any last super chats. Luthien, Real Cooter Brown, Rat Splatigan, McCracken, Art of Truth and Love, Spherington, Fast Keto Prime, Eric Partello. All you guys, thank you so much for the support, guys and gals. Appreciate that moral support. Appreciate them thumbs up. Hit the thumbs up. We've got a bunch of bigots watching right now who don't have the thumbs up smashed. But yeah, tomorrow we'll be back. You did it wrong. Tommy Kelly. We'll have some fun. 
We'll have some fun. Let's see. Carnivore Alliance, Crispy Johnson, Jaws, W2. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Megiddo Eubanks. Thank you all for hanging out. I appreciate the support. Appreciate them. Thumbs up. And, uh, yeah, we got plenty of good stuff to come. These people consistently, people consistently pushing out these confusing, conflicting messages, trying to make you feel guilty and ashamed for just being human beings. We do not need to be guilty and ashamed for being human beings. <laughs> the original sin of humanity is not being born. It's not exhaling and destroying the natural environment with your toxic exhalations. Our sins are not biological. It's spiritual. The fall is spiritual, not biological. The biological part happens after. Right now, all of humanity is fallen. We don't need to be freaking guilted and tripped, uh, guilt tripped into taxing ourselves into, into uh, austerity, into taxing ourselves into poverty in order to save the planet. Starving yourself will not save the planet. We've got to nourish our families. We have to build real communities. We have to build real, truly resilient food distribution networks locally out of locally produced, locally grown food. Yeah, we've got to call out these people for what they are. So Extinction Rebellion, a bunch of jokesters, all these essential twerkers, the fake global revolution trying to push us into this brave new world technocracy while ignoring real solutions like family, like actually nourishing ourselves, like teaching our children real skills and land management and how to, how to actually feed themselves. So we're not going to get that from television. You're not going to get that from the radio. YouTube will continue to demonetize that. We're going to continue pumping out the truth. We're going to keep on... Keep on streaming here. I think tomorrow it'll be a good stream, and I'll do another one on Tuesday probably. But I got a lot of stuff to, talk, to touch on. I didn't even get to the um, – there's this really funny video. Maybe we'll watch it tomorrow. But several people have requested it, and it's about how to spot a future ex-vegan by some vegans. I don't know, these vegans are just it, – it's, it's hilarious seeing them grasp at straws and try to justify – this unjustifiably nutrient deficient diet that they want to force on everybody. So I think uh, we do have some, we've got some funny videos to react to and we'll have some streams with that stuff later this week or maybe we'll hit on that tomorrow. So yeah, join us tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern. You did it wrong, Tommy Kelly. We'll have a fun stream, talk about all the, all these vegan whacktivists and what they've been doing lately and uh, we'll talk about Tommy and you did it wrong, Sky's journey out of veganism and what's been going on lately with them. So that'll be fun. A little round table. We'll have some laughs. They're always good fun. You guys are always good fun. So get out there. Get out in the real sunshine. Take off the stupid ass face muzzle. Get out there and make real relationships with real people. Build real communities. Real skills. Take care of yourselves, guys. Go out there and live your real life. Later, guys.